Welcome to D Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. Uh, this month, your D commentators are me, Luke, me, Emma, and introducing Emily. Yay! We, we have a guest, guys. We did. <laughs> we kept our promise. Aren't you guys so proud of us? Finally. I know we have friends, right? It's incredible. So impressed. Um, Emily, so thank you so much for joining us this month. No, um, no problem. Thanks for asking me on. Or yeah. you, you asked you asked for guests. I look. I needed warm bodies. <laughs> you filled the bill. Uh, so, uh, what is your experience with uh, Disney Channel, and what, what is your <laughs> history with Disney Channel original movies specifically? Um, in terms of Disney Channel, I loved the Disney Afternoons when I was a kid. Mm. So I watched like you know Gargoyles, Ducktales, like all that stuff. <sighs> Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Because I'm a big fan of the of good old DW. <laughs> when there's trouble, you call DW. Yeah, that's, that's, um, what, you do. that's what you do. <laughs> um, but Disney Channel movies, I didn't really get into at all. Like, I, I didn't really watch them. I kind of, like, just wasn't really interested at in that kind of thing. Um, no one could blame you. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, I kind of regret it, because I, I, the one that we're doing today, I actually quite enjoyed. Um, Guys, I like this movie a you lot. You like this movie? <laughs> Yay! I'm sorry to interrupt. Emily, continue. But no, I'm glad that Emily feels the same way that I do. Right? Because, yeah. um, well, no, sorry, I'm going to cut Emily off as well. I'm going to cut off your <laughs> Because here's the thing. I was kind of scared about having Emily on because you, uh, considering it's two girls and one guy. And this is kind of meant to be more of a boy movie. So I wasn't sure how it was going to track. But I'm glad that you both liked it. I thought I was going to hate it. And I loved it. I, I was gonna say I, I think girls have plenty of reason to enjoy this. Like I'm, I'm not the age group for this for this movie, but like <laughs> if I had watched this, I would be like, hmm, those boys are pretty cute. If I watched this yes. when I was a kid, Emily, we, <laughs> Emily, we threw age groups way out of the wind, way out the yeah, window. <laughs> I, well, I think it, like, at like this time when like shaggy haired boys were all the rage, like Jason Dolly was like a hot ticket. I think his I hair know. is like the most bulliest bowl cut possible. Jason Dolly's hair, it's like <laughs> bowl prime. That down as a note that, no, all three of them have bowl. <laughs> all three of them have that, that shaggy early two thousands like bowl yeah, cut, like they side do. swept. They do. Where everybody had their hair all over them. That was like a thing. That was, that was a thing. Uh, anyway, Emily, we cut you off like seven times. Is there anything else you wanted to say about Disney Channel or are you good? Um, I mean, like, I, again, like, and I also kind of watched Halloween Town. I went back because uh, you guys gave such a glowing mm. recommendation and like, especially Emma's like, how it apparently awakened her sexuality. I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. So I had to check out what caused this and uh, it, yeah, it was really, it was really cute. So I mean, like, and like, I love Halloween stuff, so... I very much enjoyed it. My main interest on me on this podcast was that I I liked the podcast. Like I think I um, Lucas guested on TWA a while back, and I thought he was really good on that. So I checked oh, out the comedy. <laughs> you, you were, and then um, and like <laughs> I hope I don't sound patronizing to you, Lucas, but you're like a really sweet, nice guy. And I was Why like, is that patronizing? Why is that patronizing? It's a compliment. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but like. It's just I don't know because we always call you like a like the, a child on audio entropy and stuff and I don't know kind of a child, but like you're this sweet boy and then I like and I'm like I wonder what Emma's like and and I, I the dynamic you guys have of like you being like and like Emma's just 
like I, mean. I can like I you can say that I'm mean. You I'm not no, I'm not saying you're mean. I, it's not because I'm mean. You're She's mean. mean. It's like, you, okay, but it's because you're like kind of like a little more vulgar. Like 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 yes. in the first episode, Lucas was trying to explain what happened in uh, Smart House with like the paper boy, and you're just like. And he's like, S my D, bitch. And I just burst out <laughs> laughing. And I'm like, this is a good podcast. <laughs> Emily, welcome Thank Emily, you. welcome to the past. Welcome to my entire childhood is me being just like, oh, well, I don't know. And then Emma just going to the extreme of everything. I think it's a good balance, Luke. No, I think, you know. You guys have a great dynamic. And I, I love I love listening to you guys every month. Oh, well, thank you. So I was like, oh, if I had a chance to be on the podcast, I was definitely going to take it. Well, well, here you are. Oh my gosh, you're <laughs> making me all hot and bothered. I'm so... Compliments. Just like Disney, we're making dreams come true. Um, okay, so thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoyed Halloween Town, by the way, because uh, it's because it is it's a modern classic. Um, yeah. So great. let's let's talk about some decom news, Emily. I feel kind of bad because you're not as into Disney Channel as we are, so this might go over a bit over your head. Um, I still listen to the show every month. So okay, so you're up, you're up on the trends. Way to go. Yeah. Um, if you followed us on Twitter uh, after I put up the Get a Clue uh, episode, um, you know that we ran a Twitter poll for what our next bonus episode should be, and it was a 50-50 split between... Uh, yeah, A tie? T- perfect tie between the Lizzie McGuire movie and Life Size, <gasps> which was... I voted for Life Size. Well, here's... I, here's <clears throat> I voted for Lizzie McGuire because it's the only one on that list that I've watched. Although I realized <laughs> later that wasn't CCQ the one with Amy Jo Johnson. I kind of yeah. voted for that because Amy yeah. Jo Johnson is amazing. She is. Well, I, well, we'll do CCQ <laughs> at some point. I promise. Like, it's not like a, when I run a poll like that. It's not just like we're only doing one of these. It's just like what totally. is there more interest for? But um, so it was a perfect tie. And I think we're going to go with the Lizzie McGuire movie. And I know you people are upset, but don't worry. We will review Life Size because it is now 100% officially confirmed Life Size 2 is happening. And it is com- this is the only news I'm excited about. <laughs> and Tyra Banks is officially attached to the project. She said no one else can play Eve but me, which true, 100%. True. She's not wrong. When she's right, she's right. And it's coming to Freeform, which is for all the normal people in the world. That's ABC Family. No one calls the it Freeform. The artist formerly known as ABC Family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AB- ABC Family when they decided they wanted to have more sex stuff and just couldn't have family. Literally. Yeah. They, that family was a lie. They yes. couldn't have that in the name because they wanted everyone to bone 24-7. Mm-hmm. But here's, here's, uh, here's a little press release about what the plot is. In Life Size 2, Banks will reply as her iconic role as the doll that comes to life. But everyone's favorite doll, Eve, has grown up. This time, she's magically Woken to help a young woman learn to live and love again all along the way. Eve herself will experience the ups and downs of real life in the telepic that's described by the network as a fun, edgy, modern Christmas movie. Yes, I read that it's a Christmas movie. What the hell? Why it's taking place at Christmas, but you know what? I'm not. It's it's coming out uh, December 2018, so we're gonna have to wait a while on this one, folks. It's a Christmas movie that's coming out a month after Christmas? No, December, Emma. Oh, I thought you said January. So. No, what, that, doesn't have, that doesn't even have an R at the end. Um. I don't even know why I heard January. But so it's coming sorry. out December of next year, so we're gonna have or, so we're gonna have to wait quite a while for this one, unless that's a typo variety. Um, Ooh, I'm sure it's not. I think Lindsay Lohan also wants to be in it, and everyone's like, "No, we're good." No, it doesn't. It doesn't say that in the article I'm reading. I would love if Lindsay Lohan was involved. Not like. No, I'm not saying based on the article. I'm saying based on like her social media. Oh, oh. She's like, I'm ready for life size, and everyone's like, "We are so good without having you there." 
and your fake Turkish accent or whatever she's doing there. Yeah, also, but I'm just saying I would like them to pay, I would be down with, like, a cameo from Lilo or, like, paying homage to her character being like, what? A cameo You're... is what? Like, having her, like, as a crack addict on the street? No, like, <laughs> oh my god. god too much, Emma. <laughs> no, like, someone, like, Maybe what is she gonna play? That, I don't I'm know. Sorry, I love Lilo as much as the next person, but her face does not translate to screen anymore. It okay, looks like things have happened. But do, I mean, you're being very mean to Lindsay Lohan right now. Things I, are ragged. I, I but, Lindsay Lohan was mean to Lindsay Lohan first. <laughs> she was <laughs> yes, you're not. You're not wrong. Um, but the reason that we, I, the, the main reason I'm deciding to do Liz McGuire over Life Size is because A, we'll do it closer to when the movie comes out so we can kind of get some, everyone's favorite cross promotion going. A, B, I have an amazing idea for what we're going to do um, next time we want to do a bonus episode, which uh, I will not make the Twitter poll yet. I will announce what we're officially doing the Twitter poll, but I'm going to do a Twitter poll of the Lohan culling which is I'm going to do four Lindsay Lohan movies. So stay tuned. Life Size will happen. But next, at some point in the coming months, there will be a Lizzie McGuire bonus episode. I promise you that, listeners. Is, there's more news. There's the last thing. Last thing, and it's kind of the most important thing. We have the deets on a hot new decom coming out. A brand, brand new property. Untouched. Brace yourselves, decom fams. Because they have, a, because production has started on a new Disney Channel original movie musical about... I just prepare for the sentence I'm about to say, or phrase, <laughs> about zombie cheerleaders. Absolutely not. I'm done. Fuck no. off. Fuck off. <laughs> you can take that right out back and keep No. Aptly no. named no. Zombies. Great title, Disney. Thanks for that. Uh, um, we predict this new movie is going to be G-R-E-A-T. Great. Uh, that's how it's literally no. spelled in the press release. Fucking hell. Coming, coming in 2018, <laughs> the movie will take place in Seabrook High School and center around two high schoolers, Addison and Zed. And guess what? <laughs> One of them is a zombie. Zed is a zombie Probably football Zed. star. Yeah, just immediately, they, I don't know why they need to set that up. Zed is a zombie football star from the zombie town. Oh, like Halloween town, you dicks? Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> if he's a football, is there a zombie cheerleader? Maybe he, Addison is a non-zombie cheerleader. How will their relationship, maybe she, he turns her into a zombie? He, he, he probably bites her or something, and it's going to be really weird. And then we, okay. understand that the Walking Dead moment is over? That was over like three years ago. Like, move on. There's new things now. The thing is, I'm upset that they're biting Halloween town style of zombie. Zombie town, like Disney, no, bad. Like you did that already. So they can't even get five people in a room to brainstorm a better name for these things. Yeah, it's like they can't even waste time doing that. They have to just slap the most simplistic name. Zombies, on. zombies is pretty terrible. Zombies is a bad name for this project. I kind of wish that like the Disney Channel movies had this overarching like universe thing, though they're all in the same universe, <laughs> well, and they could not, just tie it into Halloween Town and be like, impossible. "Yes, that's from Halloween Town." Like, <laughs> Zombie Town is adjacent to Halloween Town. <laughs> Like a suburb, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There is, uh, I mean, as we saw, us 2000s kids know that we learned that Latso Raven, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Hannah Montana, and Wizards of Waverly Place all take place in the same universe. So yeah, they all not, crossed over. They all they crossed all over. Existed in the same plane. They do. They do. They all exist in the same uh, narrative universe. So who knows? There could be a Disney Channel cross. I would love to see a Disney Channel original movie crossover. Actually, that'd be amazing. We need to move on. Yes, to the let's talk. Let's talk about the seminal classic that is Minutemen. And you mean Snowsuit Guys? The Snowsuit Guys, yes. And let me say off, off the top of the... Fr- let me say right off the bat. Um, <laughs> I know I said this is, this one was kind of a boy movie. And I say that because 
I remembered every single facet of this film. I have watched it so many times. I have times never I seen it. I had watched You've it. Seen this before? Oh, absolutely. I was like nine. Oh. This came out in two thousand five. I was like nine or ten. I watched it when it came out. I watched it multiple times after that. I knew every character's name. I knew the entire plot. I was a good to go on this movie. And I gotta I say... I was, like, already at this point, like, trying to make out with dudes at the movie theater at Night at the Museum, too. Like, <laughs> I was, like, not watching... I don't think I was that in tune to what was going on on Disney Channel like, this year. <laughs> well, the, but, I, but, like... I remember this coming out, but I never watched it. They, like, well, it's, well, this is, this, this is a weird period of um, Disney Channel because... 2009 it was Princess Protection Program. That's the most recent decom we've done so far. Um, and this was 2005. So this is kind of in the in-between of the early 2000s and the later 2000s. And this is kind of a weird mix of the two kind of, like, themes and styles of those movies. The, the fact that this came out before Princess Protection Program boggles my mind. Why? Because you, you were 16 years old and sat down to watch Princess Protection Program? Yes. And like knew it was happening, and like, this is like a big <laughs> and got radar. excited. Like, oh, Minutemen, whatever. Was Corey in the house on at this point? Because Jason Dolly's from Corey. In the he house, is. Right? That's yeah. I, we, yeah. Jason Dolly is probably best known for his role as the rock star friend on Corey in the House. But he also had kind of like a second life in Disney Channel original movies. He was also in Hatching Pete. Don't know what that is. No, I, the, is. the only reason I remember that film is because I remember seeing the trailer for it. And that was one of the first DCOMs where I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm into this one. I don't think I need to see that. And I just skipped Hatching Pete. But we will get to that. And I think he was in a couple others. But My first note on this movie is, like, this movie is full of people I vaguely know from some... 100%. 100%. I said, Jason Dolly is Corey in the house, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is Chelsea Stogg from? But I know her face. I think she like, was I'll, the girl in Jonas. See, I, but, like, okay, okay, that tracks for me. <laughs> but also the... Te the the ma the machine kid, the motorcycle kid that helped them build. What's he from? He is the friend in Princess Protection Program, and he's Zach in Sky High. We've been over this. That's who it is. His name is Nicholas Braun. His name is Nicholas Braun. Okay, also, also, who is the vice principal? He, uh, I, he's from something else. He, he is, he is from, the one guy I did recognize. He yeah. is from other stuff. I know him from something I doubt you know him from, which is uh, for those of you who aren't into D Disney and it's going on. After, in around two, the late 2000s, like 2008, 2009, they rebranded Toon Disney as Disney XD, which is what it still is today. Oh, yeah. And they started, like, a bunch of new, like, action programming that, much like Minutemen, was kind of aimed more at boys. And the vice principal is the, is the robot friend slash helper from Aaron Stone, which is a show about a guy who finds out First that all, a video game sorry, is real. I'm g gonna stop you. Yeah, no, I'm done. This came out in 2008, not 2005. No, you're wrong. I just looked it's, it up. I, Lewis, Emma, I just they, it up. Emma, they say in the movie... I'm looking at it. It might take place in 2005, but this movie came out in 2008. No, you know what it is? Is that it starts in 2005, and then three years pass... Yeah, and then later on, right. they go back to when the movie starts, and they say, it's 2005, and I was like, and so that imprinted, yeah, that was me being dumb. This takes place in 2008, I'm terribly sorry, everything I said like five <laughs> minutes ago was wrong. Um, also, it's okay. wait, guys, pause, the yeah. vice principal is from Phil of the Future, if, which Who is, is he in Phil in the Future? He's like the teacher in Phil of the Future, Oh, he and is. also, Emily's might be what you know him from, he's from, he's in Community, that sitcom. Okay, so I was gonna say like I don't watch any Disney stuff at yes. all, and I recommend him. I, I think he's like a legit. He's like he from looking at his IMDb, he seems to be like a legitimate actor who's on like Veep and uh, Community. Like he's in a bunch of comedies, and like 
Modern Family. So I think he's actually had a pretty successful career. Speaking of recognized actors, I was very surprised to see April O'Neil in Halloween Town. I just want to say Thank that. You. I was pretty oh, pumped yes. on that. See, Emma, I told you. I, I mentioned that she was April O'Neil and you cut me off saying no one cares. Emily cares. Screw you. I did care. Okay. It's one of my favorite movies ever. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> okay, so we open on Somerton High School. A oh big town. What? Sorry, I just looked up um, the guy that plays Charlie Tuttle. Yeah. He is so hot right now. He's so <laughs> Real- hot. Link. He's just, Link. He became like super hot, you guys. I'm dead serious. Like macho, like muscular, blonde, like Chris Hemsworth looking. Okay, what, what's this guy's name? <laughs> Emily needs this information right now. Luke Benward. B-E-N-W-A-R-D. And I'm dead. He was in w- Dear John. Sure. I don't know. And now he's in Girl Meets World, apparently. Sure. Why not? That's Charlie. <laughs> yeah, he he's... He's definitely, he definitely grew up. Okay. <laughs> Congrats, Charlie. You really have come a long way. We're happy for Proud you. Proud of you. Good, good job. So we No longer being stuffed in the, so in the vending machine. We, yeah, that's the thing we need to talk about. <laughs> so we open on Summerton High School, a vague town in somewhere California. Um, as Jason Dolly in a backwards hat and braces steps off a school bus. And did he had braces in the movie? He did. He does he have did. braces. He did. And they're clearly braces, very yeah. bad. You know that I knew that they were going to do a time jump from the second they s- I saw those three characters because Jason Dolly had braces mm-hmm. and the girl was in pigtails. And I was like, they're bit. trying to make them look younger than yeah, they this, are. Yeah, this whole... And then, so I'm like, they're going to do a time jump mm-hmm. because they would never dress characters like this normally. Yeah, this whole, this whole opening scene read to me kind of as like a kind of wink at the camera like, hey, this is not like how this is going to to be actually like we're doing this so ridiculously see for, for me i'm used to like older people playing kids so i just assumed that was part of that i didn't i didn't recognize time jump thing happening was going to happen until yeah it did, i wonder so. how i wonder how old they are during the filming of this movie she looks old dude she's a little bit like in her 20s she <laughs> has she has a very wizened face to her and a wizened other, face who look kind of young but yeah. she looks old I mean, Zeke looks the oldest. Zeke looks like he's like 24 in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's legitimately in college. Yeah. uh, (laughs) So they're getting off the bus and they're talking about, man, it's the first day of school. Woo. I'm so nervous about joining the social status. I'm nervous about making the football team. I can't believe you made me try out for cheerleading. (laughs) (laughs) And then like, yeah, you always embarrass me as long as I have my two boys. Yeah. This is not going to last. It's 100%. Um, But so they do this all exposition. We meet, just so you know their names, it's uh, Virgil is Jason Dolly. Derek is his guy I still don't know the football player's name. Derek. Derek? Derek. Also, just going to say this out front, get it. Fuck this dude. <laughs> yeah, he's the worst. Like this, we have pointed he's out pretty bad. We have pointed out how bad men on Disney Channel have been thus far. He's the first that I think is like the most intentionally terrible. The guy from Princess Protection Program is a close second, but I think this guy's the worst. I I hated this guy more. Yeah. I hated him infinitely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so the Derek, it's it's Virgil, Derek, and Stephanie. Um, Stephanie? Yeah. Oh, I was calling her Chelsea the whole time. Heard, that's, her real that's her real name. Yeah. She's she's Chelsea stuff. Um, but like, so this is their first day of school. Virgil is like, oh man, I can't wait to be popular and cool. And Derek's like, I'm nervous about being popular and cool. And I don't know if I'm going to make the football team. And Chelsea's <laughs> like, I can't believe I'm going to try out for cheerleading. And then it cuts to all three of those and things I happening. Like, I can. You're hot and blonde. Yeah. I think you're going to try out for cheerleading. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah. The walking stereotype. A little bit. <laughs> for the record, everyone, Emma was a cheerleader for like... How how many years, Emma? 
Like, um, my like from the fifth grade until co- through yeah, college. Yeah, she could say these things. Uh, yes. But so it cuts immediately to all of these things happening. We don't even get any inside of school. Derek's trying out for football. Virgil is smoothing over some of the popular footballers, and Chelsea's trying out for cheerleading. And Derek is just sucking massive dick at playing football. He's doing a terrible job. <laughs> he's bad. He he's can't throw. he's objectively he's bad. He's very bad. And he gets and then he sees looks over and see Virgil like like being liked and popular and joking around and he like gets all upset at himself and then all so like, in what world do they allow um just random third party candidates to be on the field during football tryouts virgil's like in the middle of the I, he is he's in the, in the middle of all the action and the coach in this is kind of set up to be like the stereotypical dick of a coach who's like get off my field and you're tearing up my turf and blah 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 so i don't this know why this guy's character got darker and darker throughout the movie a little bit like, yeah he, he started off being just like a harsh coach and mm-hmm. then he was like my wife doesn't love me. I need to win the state championship, or I'm going to lose it. And I was it, like, it does get, it does, it does kind of go there. He's unhinged. A little bit. Um, but then all of a sudden, a rocket car—you heard me right—plows um, yeah. onto the field with a kid in a helmet, screaming and freaking out, and he's lost control of this car. And we get more exposition dumped that it's Derek's neighbor, Charlie Tuttle. Who um, is like nine at this point or ten? Yeah, he's he he's supposed to know. He's I think he's like eleven. He's, yeah, he's eleven. He has to be eleven because he's yeah. fourteen later on. And uh-huh. got it, got so it. he's he's an eleven year old in high school, and he's in high school because he's like a super genius. So he messed. He skipped a bunch of grades. Basically, I wrote this down, but yeah, this is one of my another one of my favorite Disney Channel tropes, as opposed to the kid that films everything. This is the genius inventor kid who's like uh, skipped seventeen grades. I love that trope. We use that a lot. <laughs> Do we? I'm trying to think. Well, who else fits that bill? I can't. It's used a lot. I know. Shows. I know. There's. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of a movie example off the top of my head, but like, there's. It's always in shows. I don't remember if this is Disney Channel original movie, but isn't there a a movie, a Disney movie about like a kid who's like a super genius, so he goes to college, but then he pretends to be dumb so he can be cool. I mean, kid kid geniuses that are like way up the grade in high school is is a common trope yes like it's in a lot it's in a lot of different things it's even in like transformers prime yes, there's that yes. one kid who's like way younger i'm an amazon humor and you should have no idea what you're talking about. no i have i i have seen all the transformers movies <laughs> that's not a movie okay. it's a tv show i'm like whatever it's, oh. it's a tv show it, and i know i know luke has watched it so that's why i mentioned it <laughs> it's okay emma <laughs> quick insertion there is a disney channel movie <laughs> called genius and it's exactly what i'm talking a little kid in the transformers movies yeah, but is he a genius? I don't know. I don't think he's a genius. Never no. mind. He's just a... Is there a little kid in a Transformers movie? I don't know. Yes, there is. I mean, Not a first... little kid. He's like a teen. Is it Shia LaBeouf? It might be Shia LaBeouf. I think LaBeouf. everyone okay. under 16 is like 12. I think you're thinking um, of Shia LaBeouf. Okay. Is it... <laughs> I will say... He's the only kid I can think of in this movie. I will say I felt falling asleep <laughs> in all of them. Um, they're not good. Nope. I mean, no judgment, because they're bad. Yes, it's a, it's a con- you're right. It's, yeah, it's it's part of the team formula. You have the leader, the muscle, the inventor, the girl. The... But there's always like some like nine-year-old kid who skipped a bunch of grades and can like invent things which, that like, no one has ever seen. Which is the 1999 Disney Channel original yeah. movie, Genius. I was right, it's a thing. Anyway. Okay, uh, okay. I, I didn't doubt you. I figured it out. I I'm, I'm, it. I'm just excited that I figured it out. I solved the, I solved the puzzle. Um, we find out later that this thing's a quantum accelerator. So yeah, this kid's a freaking ridiculously <laughs> smart like, dude. I don't get. Listen, for those of you who are familiar, this movie's about time travel, and this rocket car is going to play an explicitly important role in how they time travel later on. <laughs> Not like in a DeLorean way, like they get into it and accelerate through time. Just like the technology involved in it 
helps them build time travel. And I'm just like, I don't know how you got from rocket car to talking about it. It kept coming up. And I was like, how is this even remotely related? Like I, and they're like, well, it's we're back in time because this is when the rocket car showed up. I was like, how, the rocket car is still relevant. Like, like also, it kept coming up. also, it's painted like a lady blug for no explained reason. I don't know. Um, I didn't even notice that. It is. It's got like googly. It's got googly eyes on it and black spots. I, I don't wow, know why. I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> but so I also like the name Virgil, and I, mm-hmm. I wrote that down. and I wanted to say that. I thought that was a really good. Movie yeah, it's a good. It's character. a yeah. It, it fits. Stephanie it, and Derek is just lazy, but Virgil's yeah. a good name. There, there are there, in some of our decom reviews, we've just referred to the characters by their actors' names because we don't care about their characters' names. I am only going to be referring to him as Virgil because that's a that's. Yeah, they do a good job of that. That helps me, because I don't know any of the actors. Yeah. Because I don't watch Disney Channel movies. Good call. I'm like, oh, that's just Virgil, Charlie, and Zeke. Good call. So, Charlie... <laughs> the other guy's Yes. Like, Which is... His, he's, Zach, he's Zach in Sky High, but prior to starting this movie, had you asked me, I would have said his name was Zeke in Sky High, but it's because of this movie, like, because they're close. <laughs> but so... They're very similar names. Yes. Yeah. So, so, Charlie is just very narrowly killing people, like, very... Just barely missing Obviously. hitting them with a rocking, rocket car, and um, he then he starts, like, he goes around, like, the track, and then he starts driving away, and then Derek picks up a football, and he's like, I'm gonna nail this nerd. And it, uh, Virgil's just like, nah, man, he's going away, leave him alone. And Derek's just like, what? And then he throws the football and nails Charlie on the head, which he's wearing a helmet, so I don't think it would have been that impactful. No, I didn't, it, I don't think it would have hurt. Yeah, him. but no, so they falls out of the rocket car and onto the ground, and then the coach is like, now that's some accuracy, way to go, son. And uh, then like all... any responsible teacher would. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you for hitting this child in the head with a football. Yeah. Well, this school's pretty bad for that, as we'll see. Yeah. yeah this school should we're literally gonna... have a legal case brought against oh, it. Oh no! Yeah, we're gonna, talk, we're gonna talk about that in literally like two minutes. So they, so then all the footballers swarm Charlie and they start like shoving him around. And in, like, a and a, okay, like okay, yeah, they're they're jocks and bullies, but he's eleven and they're like teenagers. What the exactly. fuck? This he's would like never happen. It's like who beats the shit out of a, a kid? I, I can't understand. <laughs> uh, it's because he's different, I guess. I don't know, but. But he's eleven. Yes. Like he's just a child. It is, like, uh, and also the grown high school like six, they yeah. They, they, they say they're seniors. Archives, but they say they're seniors. Yeah. I was like, these kids are eighteen years old. Yeah, they they beating the crap out of like an eleven. Well, they're, well, they're not <laughs> beating him up. They're just shoving him around. They're just shoving him in it's a circle. Still, it's, it's still messed up. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not defending him. I'm saying it's going to get worse in a second. And all they're just shoving him. I'm not saying it's cool. I'm just saying it's about to get worse. Because so Virgil comes over as they're shoving Charlie around, and he's like, "All right, guys, let leave him alone." But then he kind of gets trapped in the shove circle too. So they kind of group mm-hmm. them together, and then they start like lifting him over their heads and carrying him off. And Virgil's like, "Hey, Derek, uh, you want to help me out, Derek?" And then Derek just kind of stands there and doesn't do anything, which is like, there's a twist revealed with Derek later, later, on. later on. But this, and I gotta give the credit, this kind of doesn't set it up as him like saying like. Nah, screw Virgil. I care more about myself. It's just kind of like he doesn't want to. He was. He's kind of jealous of how easily Virgil was getting along with the other guys, and he just kind of made a bad decision. Like it's not like explicitly clear that he's a yeah. jackass, basically. Well, we we see later when the we we get back to the scene later in the movie. Like we hear him say, "Like guys, wait up!" And he, they could have included that line there, and it maybe would have made it a bit more ambiguous if he actually did try to help yeah, him or not. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, they you're didn't. Right. And also because they later on characters will say that he explicitly tried to stop them, which there's no real evidence exactly. for does except any for that one. Characters say that before besides Derek though? No, Chelsea does. I think but but I mean Stephanie. Derek told Chelsea <laughs> God, 
God dang it. We're assuming that Derek told Stephanie that he tried to stop them. Yeah, that's like, true. That's coming from Derek. She yeah. wasn't there. That's, you're, so that must have been him. No, she them. was. Well, no, she was there. Is the thing she's doing cheerleading tryouts like fifteen feet away. Yeah, why is yeah. football tryouts occurring at the same time as cheerleading? Because because it's it's a it's a TV school, Emma. All stuff and is, is always happening. Is just a liar? Because that's not what we know now. That's not what happened. That's what I'm saying. Is she's there, so she's not entirely informed just by Derek. But so then it cuts to basically what they've done is a crime. They've committed a crime against these boys. Yeah. They have stripped them down to their underwear. Crime number one. Um, put makeup and like f- fancy headbands on them, and then strung them up from the Which, schools. Which, by the way, weren't headbands? Were just like strips of yeah, material. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, heads. I don't know what those were. But then they so string them up. Could not find an actual headband for Jason Dolly, and they're like, "Here's this," and like tied it around his head. Mm-hmm. So they're they're in just their underwear, and then a cheerleading uniform with lipstick on their faces and the weird headbands, and then they string them up by the uniforms um, to the ram's horns of the school statue. Which, a crime number two, because if they fall from that, yeah. they could seriously hurt themselves. Also, he's 11. He is 11. Let's not get, let's not never lose that fact. Um, but so then Virgil and Charlie start talking and they're like, hey, what was the deal with the rocket car? And he was like, oh, I always get hassled on the bus. So I thought building a rocket car would make my commute easier. And I'm like, you're 11 and you thought you could drive? Question <laughs> mark? I don't. Okay. This, this kid does not have good judgment, as no, we'll see. No, that's, uh, yeah. that's blatantly. I just want to take a pause really quick. I want to take a pause really quick and get into this before we actually get any further in the plot because I need to let the people know my impressions. First of all, I'm really, really, really biased against movies about time travel. I hate movies about time travel. I actually, like, they actually give me so much anxiety and annoyance because I feel like every movie about time travel is the exact same thing where someone invents time travel, they go back and they fix this one moment and then they come back and everything is different and it's not how they thought it was going to be. So then they're like, oh shoot, I miss my old life. We have to figure out how to reverse this. And it's like the same goddamn formulaic thing. And I 100% thought that's what this movie was going to be. I yeah, thought they were going to go back. Well, they kind of set it up. Yeah. Incident. They set it up to be that. Reverse the incident. And then they were going to come back and his life was going to be, Jason Dolly's life was, or but Virgil's life was going to be, he was going to be popular, but it wasn't going to be what he thought it, it wasn't going to be as good. And then he was going to try to fix it. Did you not, that, doesn't that seem like the formulaic thing that should have happened in this movie? And it, it didn't. It and does. I'm super happy it didn't. And I actually really liked yeah. this movie because it was a lot more unpredictable. But that is what I thought was going to happen for sure. In this movie's defense, they do kind of like cut off that possibility happening pretty early on. When I believe Charlie says in the beginning of the movie, they can only go back 48 hours. They do say that. They can't go back particularly far. So like right then, it's like, okay, that's not going to happen. Cool. Yeah, I, I do get, I do understand. Yeah, I was always scared that, that was going to happen because I think I thought that they were going to like, he was going to fix something. Like, oh, we can go back longer. Like I was always expecting... Something to change and him, Jason Dolly, wanting to go back and change. Because they kept referring to it as like the definitive moment he became a loser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, why yeah. are they setting it up like this if they're not going to go back and change it? Well, and they kind of do, but that's spoilers yeah. for the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we'll, 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 we'll talk about that towards <laughs> the end. But Emma, you're right. It's actually really interesting that you haven't seen this because I there's no surprises for me. I know exactly what happened in this movie when I rewatched it. So it's interesting to get your perspective on stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so they're hanging from the ram's horns, and they become friends, and then we do a hell of a time skip to three years later. It's now senior year of high school, 
Um, they are three years older. Jason Dolly is in a beat-up, crappy car driving Charlie to school, and then he sees Derek and <laughs> Stephanie across the parking lot in, like, Derek's rad pickup truck. And, and Stephanie's now graduated from pigtails, like, a perfect blowout. Like, and, she, yeah. and she and Derek, it's revealed that they're officially, like, dating, but she makes some serious eyes at Jason Dolly's character, like, throughout this well, film. Well, that blonde bucket that he's rocking, it was all the rage. <laughs> Derek doesn't have it as, going for him. As we say on this show, uh, she is very much open for business when it comes to Virgil. Um, <laughs> and so then it cuts to inside the school. Well, Virgil and Charlie are talking and that kind of establishes they've stayed friends this whole time. Um, and then they walk up to this front door and a guy pulls up on a motorcycle and he takes his helmet off and it's Nicholas Braun as Zeke clad in black leather yeah. on like a Harley. Um, so then it cuts to lunch and um, there and he's just, Virgil's just lamenting about how like Man, it's been four years of high school, and I'm still sitting at the dork table. And uh, he's surrounded by. He's surrounded by Urkel. Can we yeah. talk with that one? Yeah. Urkel? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's there's two characters we meet whose names are Chester and Eugene. They're not really important, but uh, basically, the, the one of them is just kind of like kind of frumpy looking, but totally normal otherwise in terms of acting. The guy who plays Chester is doing is doing an Urkel impression. Full on like <laughs> like ridiculous. It's very bad and yeah. very out of place. And he will become they both of them will have roles later on in the film, but uh, that's all you need to know about them right now is they're nerds. Yeah, there's other, there's other kids there, but they're not important. Yeah, those are the only two that are <laughs> yeah, important. Yeah, we never hear from them again. Um, and so he's just lamenting, man, I can't believe I'm not popular. It's very much kind of like AJ Trout's character in You Wish, who was just like, why am I a nerd? I'm so cool. Um, but um, Probably because you said that your biggest like goal in life was to be a game show host. That's why you're a nerd. Person. Well, no, I kind of, I kind of get like. <laughs> Forgot he, about that. He does say that. that was the weirdest part of this. Well, <laughs> his, his main like character trait is that he's kind of like you know jokey and like charismatic. So I kind of get it. Like it's not like out of nowhere. But it's just so specific. It's for very specific. It's very that specific. Have the one goal of being a game show host. It is yes. It is very specific. You know, I'm not saying it's not weird. I'm just saying it's not unfounded. But so he goes over to talk to Stephanie as she gets soda from the soda, soda. machine and has one hell of a line to come in. He's yeah. like, ooh, soda. I hear if you put a penny in it for like a week, it comes out shiny. And I was like... I Who wrote that? I, I'm so confused by that. Is are, are we supposed to believe that because he hangs out with Charlie now, like he is incapable of human conversation? No, he just thinks, <laughs> no, but she responds to it. Like she's like, oh, well, I was thinking about drinking it. But, and he's like, ah, ha, ha, you could do that. And then they kind of talk for a little bit. And, like, you very much get the sense that, like, she still wants to be friends with Virgil, but just, like... Yeah. I, so I don't get why she hasn't been. Like, I guess Derek has just been controlling every aspect of their social lives and has been, like, yeah. refusing to let her even speak to the guy she's been friends with since childhood. Which, Stephanie, you don't need that kind of man in your life. Don't let men con control your social Derek lives. is the worst. Fresh. He's the worst. He's he's terrible. But so they they, they, they kind of talk and we learn also, that wait, she... Oh, Lucas, yeah? we saw... Did we skip a bunch of stuff? We skipped, or like... wait, we skipped the girl coming up to the table and calling him a bird. I, I Listen, here's what I know. I know we skipped that. I was going to finish this scene I was going to jump back to it because okay, cool. she's my favorite <laughs> character in this film. No, she's my no. favorite character in this movie. Her name is Jeanette. She's a beautiful flower and I love her. Um, I, I like her a lot. She's too. great. But is, is she supposed to be like a first year? No, like, no, no, no. Thank you. She's, she's no. 14. <laughs> 
because she's if she's a if she's a first year, then they're kind of comparable ages. But if she's a senior and he's a senior, then it's like to be eh. no. I think she's supposed <laughs> to be. I literally wrote down: Is this high school student flirting with a minor? Because if she's fifteen, okay. But if she's eighteen, we have. A <laughs> this is actually a good point. I did not think about the age difference between them because I was so enamored by how magical she is. But I think I think the implication because they say Who she's loves the, I, she's great. I love her. So she's really I, cute. I like her. She, she, she's yeah. Cute. And the way, the way she rem- calls um everyone about birds. And yes, stuff reminds me she's of this YouTuber. I she's like, so. she's wonderful. <laughs> uh, but so she, she they say that she has been hounding Charlie for like two years that she likes him pretty much. So I'm guessing that she came so in what, and, since he was twelve. Like this no, no, I'm no, I'm I'm guessing like if they were a freshman at the start of the time before pre time skip. I'm guessing like. She came in when they were like sophomores or something like that, or maybe when they were junior. No, it's sophomores. So like Charlie, so she could be like fifteen when he's like fourteen, maybe. It's not great, but I'm saying I we don't really know. It's even weirder in like that age range because like women like they get they mature faster than guys. Who's so women at that age tend to like guys who are a little bit older than them. The fact that like she's going for someone younger than him is like yeah, it's kind of weird. But I don't, yeah, I don't. <laughs> Flirtation. No. Like this, she shows up like sitting on his bed at one point. She like, does she do that. Yeah. She, she does do that. Unannounced. I was like, <laughs> but she, but her, yeah, but so, so I agree with you. There's kind of a weird question mark in that area, but um, it's not explicitly weird. But her name is Jeanette Pachlewski. She's my favorite character. She's a magical, magical girl. Um, and she's super into <laughs> she birds. Loves birds. She's super into birds. She always calls yeah. Charlie bird names. She's like, "Hey, kookaburra. Hey, hummingbird. What's going on?" And uh, she's so nice and peppy and pu- and she's the best. I love her. And she like she's like, "Hey, I just want to go over and say hi." Oh, your hair's a little out of place. All right, bye. I'll see you later. She's the best, and I love her. Um, I will say this actress is good because this great. character could have been very annoying, mm-hmm. but she oh, totally. doesn't come off as annoying. Yes, I, she comes off as likable, which is all the actress because like the way she's written could have been very annoying. Hundred percent. You're yeah. you're hundred percent right. Um, but she's great, and I love her, and she's in more of the movie, and it makes me so happy. Um, but was there anything else I skipped, or, sh- or were we going going ahead? I, I, oh, I, I do like how, yeah, it switches to, like, the scene after that's the drink scene you mentioned before, where she orders from the best drink brand ever, Cold Drinks. <laughs> it does just say that. That's a good point. <laughs> um, I just love that. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to have some cold drinks right now. Mm. Lovely. Uh, so then it cuts to uh, Virgil in class, and the dude's giving like some lecture about Nikola Tesla, which is seems like a little much for day one of senior year, but whatever. Um, and then we meet another character who I hesitate to call a character because she's only she's more mentioned than she is important. Who is Jocelyn and she something? Just, her job is like giving sultry looks. Mm-hmm. I think that's her entire acting role. In this and movie. she and she gets called out for doing her nails in class. But so Charlie comes in and he's like, "This is an AV club emergency. I need Virgil right now." And the teacher throws some major shade at Charlie, just like, "Ah, Mr. Tuttle, are you here for your booster seat?" And I was just like, Damn. Like, "It's legitimate because Charlie's like, no, no, not right now. Yeah. Like, not like, like, like yeah. he does need it." It, but yeah, he's, he's like, like, I'm oh, good. No, I, I do in fact need that booster seat later, but I'll get up. But uh, right now, I just need Virgil. Also, but I, th- I thought it was like a like a drag. I was like, are the teachers also bullying Miss Kid? Like, little oh, bit. Yeah, no, they are. Leave the child. Hold on, they they are. Kind of, alert, they are. They are kind of bullying him. It's not. It's not great. Um, but so they he calls Virgil out of class and he says like, listen, I stumbled onto something major today. You're not going to guess what it is, and we'll talk about what Charlie is so excited about right after the break so join us then so 
Uh, see you in a couple minutes. I'm trying to think of a time pun. Um, a see, see you in a couple minutes, <laughs> man. No. Nailed no. it. Let's duck the landing. Good effort. Thank you. Good effort. Thank you. <laughs> So they're wheeling a projector or like an overhead projector through the hallways and Charlie is like, listen, I've got a big breakthrough. You got to come see it. And Char- and Zervilge is just like, okay, fine, whatever. Um, and they enter the computer lab and all the nerds salute Charlie like he's uh, <laughs> Captain Kirk on the bridge of the Enterprise. Also, this computer lab looks goddamn mm-hmm. ancient. But everything, all the computers are like so yeah. thick. I was like, wow, this is 2008 and it's fine. 100%. And it's like, the basic idea, and I find it impossible that he ran these incredibly complicated simulations on just like a school computer, but whatever. Well, also the simulation for time travel is like a checkerboard hole that just like, yeah, it's literally like a screensaver that they put It's on. not great. Yeah. They, they act like it's this huge thing and it's like, it, that doesn't look 100%. like percent. <laughs> There's also a point later on where Jeanette's like, that doesn't look good. And I'm like, how can you tell, bird girl? Like, well, actually, yeah, yeah I was going to say, it's red flashing. It's red and flashing. <laughs> red flashing indicates danger. Um, but this, enti- oh, this entire scene right. is just Charlie exp- expositing bad science bullcrap. And like... Uh, I love that in the background of this scene, there's just a ton of furious typing, like people who are just like, like clearly not actually doing anything, just making typing noises. Love it. I did want to say that I liked how at least there was one girl in this computer class. Oh, is there? I didn't even notice. Oh, there was one girl. There was. Yeah. I did write that down. There's always got to be one. She's hidden, but she was there. She doesn't say anything, but you see her. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't notice, but that's a good point. Way to go, Disney. Actually acknowledging girls can like computers. Good job. So <laughs> Only took until 2008. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he pulls him over to his computer. He's like, "Oh, all the data finished compiling. Check this out." And I press enter. And like we said, it's just a checkerboard tunnel of that's moving. Kind of, I guess. I don't know. And yeah. Virgil's like, "Yeah, you made a cool graphic. That's cool. <laughs> awesome screensaver, man." Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He's just kind of like, "What you're looking at is a successful simulation of practical time travel." And Virgil's just like. He doesn't say anything. He just puts his hands over Charlie's ears and he's just like, trying to stop any more of your brain from leaking out of your ears. And, Ugh. okay. Like. That was, that was yeah, oh, that joke didn't land. <laughs> any, did either of you guys catch the fact that there is a moment where he's showing him something on the computer and the guy playing Charlie looks directly into the camera. Like, he stares down the camera. Oh, no, I didn't notice if that. You guys, if you haven't seen it, I had I rewound it three times <laughs> to make sure, and it's clearly this kid's, like, first movie, and, like, 
I can't believe they didn't edit it out, but there is a cut second where he looks into the camera. And I was like, nobody, nobody cut it. It's so, so I didn't know. I didn't know. He's almost that. looking to see if he got the line right. So it's a bunch of technical stuff about like simulated time travel. And you see him like look for like a second into the camera and be like, is that good? And then like goes back. And I laugh so hard around it three times. It's really, really funny. It's actually kind of cute. No, I didn't notice that. That's I great. Like, oh, I loved it. It was a favorite part of the whole movie, but continuing. Um, but so then it cuts to them at gym and he's explaining like, listen, I know this is crazy, but I could really work if we do it right. Blah, 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 blah. And Virgil is like, you're 14 years old and you think you can solve time travel? And so he's like, listen, if my simulations are correct, we could travel all the way back to like 48 hours into the past. And Virgil's just like, 40 hours? What a crappy time machine. And I do like Charlie's response where he's just like, oh, excuse me, is your time machine like better than mine? <laughs> like, it's, it's a pretty good line. <laughs> um, and then it cuts to them in Home Ac, I guess. And they're, like, you know, putting eggs in bowls and, like, whisking and doing stuff. And he's, like... Basically, this is where they kind of explain... Not not a lot about the time, exact method of time travel to explain, which is good. They don't need to explain it. It's not a necessary part no, of the story. No, they should the not explain God. it. <laughs> I never want time travel to be explained to me in a movie. Like, it's, it's not real. I don't care. I don't need this shit, like, wasting up minutes of my time of you guys making up words to explain yeah. how it works. I'm fine yeah. with it just being a screensaver. Yeah. Like, I will believe you. This isn't a mm-hmm. Disney Channel original movie. Basically, what I... Although, they kind of put the explanation in there if you actually want to think about it, where it's kind of like... They basically I did say, not want to think about it. Basically, what they say <laughs> is that they are transferring themselves into, like, waves of light and then riding beams of light just, into the past. What did I just say? What did <laughs> yeah, I just okay. say? It's, yeah. I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying they kind of make an explanation for it. Yeah. And then my favorite character shows up. It's Jeanette. And she's like, hey, chickadee, what's going on? And asks what's happening. And then I don't She hooks her. our boys up with some meringue. She does. <laughs> this was my favorite part. Yes. This is my favorite line, is my favorite line goes, in Disney Channel original movies so far. It was so good. He goes, dude, she gave you meringue. That's huge. Yeah, that's a great line. It's so good. Because see, they're made. She's like, well, how's the assignment going? And they're like, oh. and she's like, what is that? And then, then they see what she has. And she's like, it's meringue, the assignment. And she's like, here, take mine. I'll make another one. And she runs off. And he's like, dude, she gave you meringue. That's huge. That's huge. Like, it's an incredible line. And Jason Dolly freaking nails it. It's a great, it's an amazing moment of this film. Um, he's sincere when he says it. <laughs> entirely sincere. It's great. And Charlie's freaking out about it. <laughs> yeah. He. Whenever Jeanette shows up, he's always. I openly laughed. Up. I was like, Yeah, oh, it's a, so it's a great line. It's a good job. Good job, people who made this movie. Um, and then so they cut to the hall, and he's like, Listen, I need to know if you're going to help me with this or not. I understand we're going to need a hardware guy, but we and but I, I really need you to be with me on this. But here's my thing. Why does he need his help at all? Virgil isn't a super genius. He could entirely build this by himself. I don't understand what where Vil- Virgil comes into the equation on this. I mean, even later when like Virgil says like, "Oh, I helped you," he's like, "You painted it," like kind yeah. of thing. Like, <laughs> which I also <laughs> love the fact that uh, Charlie absolutely didn't need Virgil's help, but Virgil did think the time machine needed to look cool. I think that's a great little bit of character. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I think he just wants Virgil there because he's his like best friend and he's moral support like yeah he's it. his only friend he's, his, he's his, have one friend. yeah well he's got like the other like yeah yeah he's, he he's got minions i guess because <laughs> they they do like they salute him and everything so um and so he's like okay i will help you with this and i'll help you find a hardware guy but when we make if we make this and it works the first thing we do with time travel is whatever i want to do and charlie's like eh, okay fine 
And then they take two steps and they're like, here's our hardware guy. <laughs> and it's Zeke from earlier, the guy on the motorcycle. And he's like in shop class, just like making sparks. I don't know what he's doing, but he's making sparks. And, Good for him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, he's like, this Zeke. Oh, no. Also, Charlie says, this hardware guy needs to be someone with a certain moral flexibility, who lives on the fringes of society. And I'm like, why? <laughs> motorcycle guy. Yeah. I knew it was motorcycle Well, yeah, guy. obviously it's I, him, but I'm just saying, like, why is that a requirement that he live on the fringes of society? <laughs> I, I, I don't because, know. Because they're doing something illegal, right? Because, like, this is, like, well, you know. Yeah, I guess, but we don't know it's illegal yet. Well, it's not. The, I, eh, I don't know. I was hoping that this was a setup for Zeke just being, like, the sweetest guy. <laughs> like, like, they would just, like, meet him, and he would just be, like, super nice and sweet and like he just looks Zeke. really scary he's great no, he's, I, he's great he's great i'm not saying like the character they did they, they have is bad but i was hoping that this was a setup for and true he, agree yeah <laughs> um and so then uh zeke approaches them because they're like talking of like five feet away from him and they mentioned that yeah he's technically minded and he helps his dad build like giant robots for monster truck rides and stuff and then we cut to virgil's house where they have uh zeke is over and he is going over the blueprints that they have. And I love, again, a nice little subtle bit of character is that Charlie changed into a sweater vest and a tie like this was a business meeting, which is an incredible <laughs> thing that I love. Um, and he's looking over the plans, and we meet Charlie's cat, whose name is Albert Feinstein. Ha ha ha, smart guy named his pet a science thing. I, I thought it was kind of cute. It's, it's not, I thought it was kinda Yeah, cute. but it's just like it's such a trope <laughs> that the smart guy has a pet yeah, named after yeah. a scientist or a science thing or whatever. Um, and... This is also a weird character thing for Zeke, where we see that he likes to eat things off of his tools. Like, he's just, like, sucking on, like, screwdrivers and pliers. Uh, but, like, he says, like, it's revealed that this is, it's bean dip, but I don't understand why his go-to is, like, some needle-nose pliers to scoop bean dip into his mouth. It's we- really weird and gross. Ew. Um, but so he's going over the plans, and he's just like, you know, this thing could actually maybe work this is interesting and then virgil's little sister amy comes down and she's got like a feather bow and she's like oh mom said that you were having friends over and she's like do she's entirely pointless but it's a very ridiculous moment that comes out of nowhere and she gets a look at zeke and she's like ew he's gross can't you invite any cute amy? boys over it didn't is this amy's line who says it's like i walked into an ugly contest she's savage she's she's, she's i was like which is she's she's fierce is, Equated, it's honestly equal to the, some of the other great Disney Channel insults of computer boy. Like, it's like I walked into an ugly contest. I'm like, good one, Amy. Sick burn. Like, Yeah, and, and, and then she, she's all upset that there's no cute boys here, and she fluffs her feather bow in uh, Charlie's face, and he has to spit a feather out. I thought she was going to be into Charlie, because they are honestly close to the people in this movie. You're, you're, not, you're not wrong. Um, but so, uh, she storms away and Virgil's like, if you, if you don't, if you come down here again, I'll tell mom you're doing makeovers on the hamsters again, which is a crazy, a, no, a crazy notion. Amy's doing animal testing in their basement. <laughs> um, so they get Zeke in, basically. Yes, yeah, so Zeke is, Zeke, Zeke agrees to help him, help them. And, uh, cause he's like, yeah, I like a challenge. And Charlie tries to wipe beaten dip away from his face and he's like, I will cut you. And he was like, all right. Um. And so then it cuts to a scene. Basically, the entire scene is Charlie... No, Virgil wants to use the time machine to win the lottery. To win no. the lottery. Yeah, that's the next scene. Is they have to get the, their room. 
Yeah, that's well. This is where they f- decide how to get the room. They're in like a shop. It's a really weird setup. And he's like, "What are we gonna do with the time machine?" And Virgil's like, "I know the lottery." And Charlie's like, "No, it should be a noble purpose." And Virgil's like, "But you said I could do whatever I want." And Charlie's like, "Damn it!" And then and then he's like, "Well, we need somewhere to set this up. It's gonna need a lot of power and a lot of open space." Oh, yeah. And then Charlie then then Charlie's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "I've got it." And then we cut to the scene where they talk to the vice principal, who is the bald-headed guy that we were talking about we're confused about where it comes from Who as he's getting children he yeah is, this like, is so messed up no it's really it's yeah not just he hates children it's legitimately problematic like i get that this is a children's movie and the, the gag is that he does Parents not do just it. don't understand like i get that, no yeah. it's not even that it's just he understands he he views uh High school is like the jungle where it's like there's an established uh, food chain Hierarchy. and we we cannot break that up. So even so, he's getting snacks out of the uh, vending machine, and then we reveal that Chester Urkel from earlier is stuck in the vending machine. Someone put him in the vending machine. He's like, <laughs> "Is that Chester in there?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah." Someone put him in there, and he's like, "Well, aren't you gonna get him out?" And he's like, "And change how high school works." Like, what are you that's the about? thing. He doesn't hate kids. It's worse. He's apathetic towards them entirely. Mm-hmm. And they're suffering. (laughs) Also, I did genuinely laugh when he tells him he's going for the pretzel nugs and he needs to move a little bit to the left. Yeah, that is a not a decent gag. Even though this gag was sad, I was like, that's funny. I like how all it took to get this room to was giving him quarters. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, the room that they get is legit a Cold War bomb shelter. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> they're like, hey, we want to start a new club, and we want Room 77. He's like, can't do it. We're all filled up on club space. The future fondueers of America took the last slot, which is an amazing line. Uh, and they're, and he's like, we want Room 77. And he's like, can't do it. And then he's like, here's some quarters. And he's like, fine, because I want these snacks. <laughs> Although what I don't get is that why didn't he just ask the nerd in the vending machine to pull them out and drop them for him? Like, good question. So then we, yeah, Emma's absolutely right. They go down below the football field. This was the coolest part of the movie was this bomb shelter room that was underneath the football field. I love that. It's a good setup. I like the setup. With like a picture of Nixon on. Yeah, (laughs) and it's the old bomb shelter for the school. It's under the football field, and they go down, and it's literally got like a vault door on it that they have to open, and they're just like, just it's basically just used for storage. And then we get. A whole. This starts a whole montage of them cleaning this is out. It's a great montage. It's a good montage, and it's set to "Like Whoa," which is an amazing song from the two thousands by Ally and AJ. Oh, was it Ally and AJ? Okay. Yep. And they are cleaning out the bunker, and then they just start, not a joke, stealing things from around the school to build this time yeah. machine. It's a good it's a good montage. And I also love the fact that even though they kind of tried to explain earlier how this time travel works, they give no explanation for why they need any of this stuff. Like, oh, they no. Put, like, they put, like, a circuit board into the microwave at one point, and that's supposed to be, like... Or Charlie's okay. just, like, grabbing pipes at one point, I think. <laughs> I'm like... And, and uh, Zeke's dad owns, like, or family owns, like, a bike graveyard, and so they have, like, two bodies of motorcycles with engines like hooked up into this thing like it's basically it's the most ridiculous montage but it's amazing i love it and then what is the next it's them it's them the machine is built the machine has been built in through the montage and they're like okay let's test this bad boy out and it's basically if you if you haven't seen this movie it's basically a slide projector on top of a bunch of science bull crap that's mm-hmm. never explained so the, and then they turn it on and the slide projector, a portal shoots out from the top of the slide projector, not like where the actual light would come out of, like you would think, but from it the top. It looks like a funnel almost, too. Yes, it's like, a, it's, like, it's like a tornado. It's like a portal tornado type thing. And it's then funnel like, shape, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so then he's like, we did it. Oh my gosh, it's working. This is incredible. And then he's like, all right, so who wants to be the first time traveler? And then they're all like, 
<laughs> um, no, we don't want to die. And so Charlie's just like, hang on, let me restabilize it or whatever. And then Virgil and Zeke get the idea. I like this. I like when they throw the cat in it. Well, this is, this is, this is literally, this is, is the number one thing this movie steals from Back to the Future. This is the scene of Doc sending, uh, uh, Einstein in, into the DeLorean for one minute. Like, that's what this scene is. Because they go and get the cat, and they put a watch on him, and then they put his leash on him, and then they just chuck that bad boy right into the funnel. And he's, I and then, this. And then Charlie's just like, huh, and that's weird. They put the little goggles on him. Oh, they do put goggles on it. That is cute. It's very cute. Um, And then they chuck him into the thing, and then Charlie's just like, wait a minute, where's Albert Fee Einstein? And then they just see (laughs) the Zeke with, like, holding the leash as the the cat spins around in the vortex or whatever. And he's just like, you threw my cat into the time machine? And then they're like, oh, he's okay. And then they take the watch off of him. The cat is covered with snow because, again, like in Back to the Future, time travel is very, very cold. And then it's like, guys, look at the watch. And it says like 343 and then they look at their watch and it's like 344 and it's like oh my gosh your cat is the first time traveler ever oh my gosh so the cat travels back into the past now are we in the library well first we cut to a scene of pacific tech yeah pacific some dudes in lab coats we need to skip over all this pacific no i do we we just need to set it up we just need to set it up there are these guys and basically they're monitoring they get a notice on one of their machines. What is like, their yeah. job? Who are they? I, no, I, I didn't understand they, it either. They, I didn't say, understand it either. they say later on in the movie that they're seismologists, which I don't understand why they're watching they're working the, at a the tech company? Like what No, it's what no, it's a it's a college, Emma. It's oh, specific it's a tech college. college. Yeah. But their job is just to watch? You're hundred percent right. It doesn't make any sense. And it's only it's revealed late in the fourth quarter that they're seismologists. Um, but then you're right, we cut to the library, and Derek is in trouble. He got some splaining to do. Because he's a piece of shit. This yep. is a wild conversation from start <laughs> mm-hmm. to finish between uh, Chelsea, Stephanie, whatever her name is, and Derek. Mm-hmm. And she accuses him of hooking up with Jocelyn. He's like, she's the girl just from before. tutoring me in French. The girl who was mm-hmm. painting her nails earlier in our yeah, yeah. earlier scene. And she then speaks to him in French and says... It's in French, allegedly, my boyfriend is a lying cheese brain, which I thought was another great Disney Channel insult. <laughs> it's pretty good. Then comes back with the most like disgusting remark that like I'm surprised they like let him say this. Yeah, like, it's really it, bad. It's really he, bad, and it's like it's like as probably as low as Disney Channel could go with like without mm-hmm. saying like slut. I, I think that's like, what of. they're going for. Yeah, where it's like he's like Jocelyn's hot, but she's a total bottom feeder. I was like, I hated gross. that. So yeah. But also, <laughs> the, the, also, what's important with that line is that he says Justin's a total bottom feeder. I would never go there, which yeah. implies that he would that he would cheat on her, but just with a higher caliber exactly. of woman. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Remark. Everything's bad. It's probably as gross as I've ever seen Disney Channel go with a comment uh-huh. like that. Where I was like, he's. They're basically trying to say in adult language, she's hot, but she's a dirty slut and I would never, you know, lower my social standing and hook up with her. But I would cheat on you, but just like not with someone gross like that. hundred <laughs> percent. And then she and she just ex- and she just accepts it. She's like, yeah, I know. And she's like classic, totally got it, honey. Like it does not even <laughs> Raise alarm in that entire statement that actually made yeah. me cringe. I was like, mm-hmm. gross. Yeah. And she's like, oh, God, I love him so much. So beautiful. So he walks off with his football entourage and she's just like, Ugh. and she's holding her head in her hands and Virgil's been spying on them this whole time and he walks up and he's like, hey, what's going on? And like, 
he says some bullcrap about needing a pencil and a pencil sharpener. And I will say, this is one of the scenes I will say, as um, kind of weird as their romances, they do kind of have good chemistry, Chelsea Staub and uh, Jason They Dahl. do. It's not, ba- it's not oh, bad. Oh, yeah, they're cute. I like that he, like, supports her dream of, like, being an mm-hmm. architect and, like, her cheerleading scholarship. He, they seem, like, to get along really well. It's kind of cute. And this, and this is where it sets up that she's like, Derek did try to stop those guys. I really wish we could be friends like we used to be. And he's just like, eh, you know, maybe. I don't know. Um, and then it just kind of ends with them, like, smiling at each other. Um, and then we cut to, it's important, we cut to later that same day. I only mention that because it is important later. Um, and they are getting ready to time travel for the first time, to jump into the vortex themselves, and basically, and go win the lottery. That's what Virgil wants to do. So, like, they all have, like, snow gear on, and uh, he's pulling the lottery the numbers off of the newspaper. fluctuates or something? And yeah, so- I mean... I mean, yeah, they established Snowcat, the cat. because they, Snowcat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, Snowcat, got it. Yes. Um, and so then they all, they set up, I do love this touch as well, they set up a diving board, and then they dive into the vortex, which is pretty great. I do yeah, like that. Yeah. Oh, also just wanted to get a quick note out, um, which I do change my mind on eventually, but I did write during that library scene, I don't think Jason Dolly can carry a movie. No, he can carry a he can carry like, a movie. I think he's he like so funny, but I was like, I think he's better as like the funny sidekick. Like, I don't know if I can see it. Like, he's carrying the emotional weight of this movie, but I did think he was good by the end. But at this point, I didn't think that. I didn't have any faith in it. He's doing better than AJ Trout did, and you wish for sure. Yeah, let's say yeah, that. Yeah. I'm always skeptical is when they take the best friend sidekick character off of the shows and like make them carry something that I'm like, I don't know if this is for you. But I think he did okay by the end. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of set it up that he like was supposed to be the best friend sidekick character, and then he like got out of that friend group. Like if in the initial true, scene true. with like the two guys and the and the Stephanie, like it it Derek feels like the D- Derek's the main character. Yes. Yeah, but they kind of played with that that situation. Yeah, no, like, like, like yeah, like I said at the beginning, it the, the beginning kind of plays as like like a wink at the camera where it's like, hey, this is what you would expect, but we're not going to do that. Kind of, Ooh. I felt like. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, so they jump through the time portal and then they go into the past and some really dramatic music starts playing as they run through the streets to go to a mini mart to buy a lottery ticket. Yeah. And of course, Virgil is a goddamn idiot because he doesn't realize you need to be 18 to buy a lottery ticket. I didn't realize this either, guys. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I've never tried to buy a lottery ticket before I was 18, so I, I had never thought about it. Yeah, you have to be 18, which I mean, I guess he's a senior, so like, you could be a... You could be a senior and be eighteen, but like it's sure supposed that. to be the, it's the start of the school year, so it makes sense. It's, po- it's entirely possible he doesn't turn eighteen yet. So then he's like freaking out because he's like, they can all, oh, we should mention as of right now they can only stay in the past for like ten minutes uh, before like some science bullcrap happens and they get stuck there forever essentially. Um, and so they're like freaking out. It's like, oh no, we have to get figure this out. And so there's a street performer outside who's, like, painted silver, and he's, like, doing... Robot Man. Robot, robot Man. He does not get named in this film. He's just Robot Man. And whenever he moves, they add in robot sound effects, which is incredible. And he's like, hey, listen, buy me a lottery ticket with these numbers, and, like, he's tipping him money into his head. He's like, here's your tip. Buy me a lottery ticket with these numbers, and I'll be back at noon tomorrow. And the guy's like... Because they start running up. out of time. They were going to have yeah. him buy it and wait, but then they have to get back to the torna- the science tornado and yeah, go back I, to yes. time. 100%. And obvi- obvious things happen after that. <laughs> yeah. Because... Um, here's here's one nope. thing I wanted to say about like kind of like a plot hole is that like when they when they go back in time, they're always going back into time in like the into their home base. You'd think they would run into each themselves, 
Because they're always at their well, own days. Well, yeah, yeah, why actually, is that never something that is brought up? Like that's I think that's brought up in every time travel movie is like not wanting to run into yourself. But it seems that they don't exist in these ulterior universes. Like when they go back in time, they no longer exist back in time. Yeah, this is the number one thing that doesn't make sense in this movie is how they relate in terms of the past. Because like, especially later on when they start like solving problems, if they stop these problems from happening, that means technically they wouldn't know to stop the problem, and that yeah. it creates a huge a huge You're- paradox. So like, it doesn't really makes sense but also the thing is they never show where they come out of the time portal it's implied that it's the same place when they return to the present they do come out the same place they land like nearby the time machine but it's never shown where they come out of it necessarily so it's well, not what you, um, what you mean like location wise well, location wise it's pretty clear they're coming out in their home base like, well that's they, not they... shown is what i'm saying, yeah, I'm saying they, they, come no, out, they no. land on the boxes no but that's when they're that's when they come back to the present no, no, the, the first time they, they go through time, the dude's like, I'm a time traveler. I'm a t-. He's like dancing Oh, yeah, that does happen. No, I'm yeah. wrong. You're 100% right. Yeah, you're 100% wrong. They come in and out in the same spot. You're right. You're 100% right. I was wrong. Um, ignore everything I just said again. I've been getting a lot of stuff okay. wrong. This, getting a lot of stuff wrong this episode. Yeah, Once you said that, I was thinking, like, dude, does it show it? And, like, yeah, it's the whole reason I wanted to bring it up because it does show <laughs> it that one time. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it is a weird thing that, again, this movie does not do things that normal time travel movies do. And, like, that's one thing. Like, it is never an issue that, like, they would exist in the past and, like, how mm-hmm. they get around mm-hmm. that. They just don't right. exist in the past. It's, un- it's they unexplained. They never run into themselves. Or it might be, like, time travel in like Dragon Ball Z where you can totally interact with whatever and then it's fine because it's an alternate well, universe kind of they can, inter- they can interact with whatever but like okay like for instance this first thing they do where they save Chester again like I'm sorry going ahead a little bit that's but fine. they're in the locker room when Chester's there too. yes yeah they see it so, happen that's how they know to go back so I mean like why didn't they like run into each like it's it's weird it's like 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 it's like Emma said it's like they stop existing in the time yeah. stream maybe like when, when you jump into the time machine you get removed from the timeline for a brief period or something to like so you don't get affected by the time shift that's I the don't only know. explanation that makes sense I but think this that's, that's kind of messed up writer on this was lazy and just didn't <laughs> want to think of a way to write around it. Yeah, it's yeah. really, yeah, it's kind of not important, but you're right, it's a huge problem, but once you kind of get over it, it's not I, that I just, I just, I just not finished. important, but also it's a massive problem. Yeah, it is a massive problem, but I'm saying, like, the fact, the, the mechanics of time travel for this movie are not the most important part of the movie, it's the time yeah. travel itself. I just um, watched Dirk Gently's Holistic uh, Detective Agency, and that's all about time travel, and they just run into each other when they go back in time, so they don't... <laughs> But it, that the whole show is all about how fate is an actual thing, so that makes sense for that show. But that would not have made sense to this. Movie. No, Wait, you're, you're did miss them bringing Jeanette into their. Adventure? No, that's later. That, that's later. That's when but they how get. How do they go back the first time? They well, that's the thing, Emma. We'll get to that. They trust need me. someone to sit there. No, they need someone to sit there so they can stay longer. Oh, is the thing. Okay. But they, so they can only do it safely for ten minutes. I will say yeah. that I have never cared about the mechanics of this time travel, so that's why it's I'm true. Like while I was watching the movie, I didn't care about it at all. It's just we're doing this show where we criticize it, so I thought I'd bring it up. <laughs> it especially becomes problematic when she, they do something that's in the newspaper, and then she pulls the newspaper out and read it while she's waiting, and then the newspaper it changes. changes and that was weird. It's, it's like it's, okay, so she doesn't. Re- it's, it's because Jeanette's attached to a time travel that she can remember what the old timeline was no, like. That's the other thing, dude. Stephanie and Derek <laughs> don't 
That's the other thing. That's the other thing. They don't they don't remember the other timeline, but Jeanette does. Maybe because she's near the time machine when like yeah, temporal stuff. I don't know, dude. The movie doesn't care why <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. I just realized it. that. I just realized that. How does she know? Oh wow. I'm shook if I'm shook if on that. <laughs> but like I said, it's not necessarily important to the movie itself. You're right, it's a huge flaw, but I'm saying it's not like a huge flaw in something that's important to the movie. We need no, to move right. on. We need right. to yeah, move on. We do, on. we do. So they come back the next day, and it turns out the robot man screwed them over and cashed in the lottery ticket himself. He's like a millionaire now, whatever. But now the thing is that they need a purpose for the time machine, which is weird to me because I get like Charlie wanting to build the time machine because, you know, he's lo- he really loves science as explained in the scene where he does a science dance. But like, I don't, he says we can't tell anybody that we have a time machine, which for reasons that'll become clear later, but I'm just like, so what was the point? I think doing just to do it, say you did it. Yeah, exactly. To, that's how scientists- To quote Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic are. Park, they kept asking if they could but not if they should. Um, but so they are like, okay, well, what should we do with this time machine? And during this, um, Chester Urkel uh, gets his clothes stolen out of his locker and has to walk up <sighs> through the hallway with a Naked. towel. This is well, horrible. This is a really dick thing it's, to do. It is. It's really bad. And well, first he's in a towel and they're all like laughing at him being in a towel. And then a dude comes up and just straight up rips the towel off him. Yeah. So that's another crime. That's a crime. Oh boy. It could have at least left his underwear there. Fucking yeah. Asshole. And, th- and then he has to pull a sign off and hold it in front of his dick and everyone's laughing even harder. <laughs> And then the principal comes over and the vice principal comes over and he's like, dude, can you help me get my clothes back? And he's literally no. five <laughs> feet from the kid with his clothes. And the principal's just like, well, you know, this would upset the whole social hierarchy thing. So I got to stay out of it. He's like, this You'll... is going to be a no for me, dog. Like, I cannot believe it. But this is what spurs the whole Minutemen. Yes. The plot. This is when, this is, this is when they did realize. Oh, also, we forgot to mention this at the top. Virgil and Derek had a handshake that they would do. Where they would just slap each other's hands and then say, Scorch! I completely forgot that at the beginning. I I didn't know where this came from. (laughs) I didn't realize that it was Derek and Virgil's handshake that he was repurposing onto Charlie until, like, the absolute end of the movie. Like, I had no idea. I thought it was, like, a funny gag they were doing that Charlie couldn't remember that hit their handshake. And then finally when it was like, oh, we should get our own handshake. I was like, oh, shit. That was, or what? maybe when they, he did it to Derek in Derek's, or Virgil's basement. I was like, oh, that mm-hmm. was their handshake. And he's trying to make Charlie like a replacement. I finally got that. It took a long I, time. I, yeah, I did exact same experience, Emma, where I didn't know, I, I, well, I didn't realize until him and Virgil and Derek did it to each other. The, then. Yeah. The reason, I, the reason I bring it up is because I need to make a confession, which is when I was in like oh my God, sixth no. grade or whatever, I very much tried to make Scorch a thing no. and tried to make that a handshake, that I, a thing that I did. I love you, Luke. You're and amazing. It did not, it did not work. <laughs> so I thought, you right now. Did you try to I thought it was... I thought it was so cool, so I would like high-five oh people and try to do a handshake and then I'd That's say adorable. Scorch and... It would. It did, everyone was just confused, and it was bad. And I, I'm not proud of it, but okay, it was a thing Charlie. that happens. I, I, I find it endearing, Lucas. Thank you. <laughs> um, but so then they they go and talk to Zeke, and they're like, "Listen, here's the plan. We're gonna use time travel to go back and correct mistakes." But, and by they say correct mistakes a lot, but that's really not what they're doing. They're basically stopping kids from getting embarrassed. Yeah. They're the heroes of the losers and nerds of this school. Because so whenever, the school isn't doing anything, so they're trying to yes. correct the mistakes of this terrible institution. 
Yeah. yeah, and Jason Dolly is like, we're gonna whenever someone's in, gonna be embarrassed, the Minutemen step up and save them, and then Zeke's just like, who's the Minutemen? And he's like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's us. That's our gag. name. This was a good. This gag is a, throughout the This movie. is a very the good gag. Is the it, name of them? I liked that. No, yeah, it, it's very very good. And they say we're gonna call ourselves the Minutemen. That's the whole thing. And he's like, all right. I mean, I guess <laughs> why not? And so then they decide. So then we cut to them. Uh, deciding, like, all right, let's get this set up so we can go stop Chester from having to walk through the halls naked. And then they're setting it up, and Charlie's like, well, if we want to be able to stay longer, we need someone back here to monitor our stuff. And it's like, well, one of us should just stay behind. And it's like, well, I built the machine, and the other guys clearly want to time travel more, because it's time travel. And so then Jeanette just walks in and is like, uh, hey, guys, what's up? Or they say they're doing like a, the not it thing, and then she's just like, not it. And they all like yeah. glare at her because she caught them by surprise. And I want her hat. She's the best. I, everything about her is great. <laughs> I also just love that she like wants, like she's just so great and forward. Like she clearly just found their club, like has never seen Back to the Future, and like is just trying to hunt down this 14-year-old that she's a monster. <laughs> Trying to pedo out. Yeah. Great sex. <laughs> She's doing Great her. Segue. There's nothing you guys can do to stop. No, she she knows what she wants, and she will do whatever she takes it takes to get it. Yeah, and and, that, and what she wants is and what she wants is a 14 year old. <laughs> Um, so she's walks in and she's like, oh, well, I was looking for a club to join and I saw your guys' club on the list, the Back to the Future fan club. And oh my gosh, I love that movie. Even though, you know, I've never seen it. I've never, never seen it. Basically, <laughs> she just wants to be there because, you know, Charlie is in it and she wants yeah. to hang out with Charlie more. And then they do a great, like, whisper shout thing with each other. Like, oh, we should bring her in so we'll work the stuff. And then they're like, no. And Charlie's like, rrr, rrr, and then they all just like look back at her like every five <laughs> seconds. It's a pretty good gag. Yeah. Can I also just say that, of course, the one girl that they know has to sit the bench and not time travel and is in charge of outfits. I'm sorry. I This movie is progressive mm. in a lot of other yeah. ways. This bones me out. And a no, great totally. segue. So they are all wearing just like, you know, random like snow jackets and stuff. And they explain this whole thing, cut, and they've explained this whole thing to her and how to work the equipment and, you know, monitor the systems or whatever. And she's like, okay, no, I got it, cool. But then she turns off the portal and is like, but if you guys are going to do this, we need to work on your wardrobe. And then it cuts, and they're all, they are all in these sleek white snowsuits, perfectly matching. They look fly. They it's do great. look they've good. Got these, they've got these big white goggles that, like, cover their entire face. And it's great. It's a good look. Like um, and she like she gives a, a lot. She gives a line that they ask like, "Where did you get these?" And she's like, "Oh, my dad just bought like this local ski shop or whatever." But so then they travel back in time, and then it cuts to Chester um, finding out his clothes are gone, and he's like, "Oh, oh." Also, we should mention whenever they go back in time, Zeke always has a grappling hook at his side, yeah, which is one of my favorite I things in the he whole was movie. Using the grappling hook to hold on to the current location, at, like they did, like he did no. with the cat's leash. But then I realized, no, he's just bringing it with him. To have. They might need it. They might. They, yeah, he, they, he never explains <laughs> it. They're like, why? They're gonna need it. Yeah, it's like, what? Well, like, Zeke, what's with the hook? And he's like, you knocking the hook, bro? You got a problem with my grappling hook? And they're just like, no. Oh, <laughs> he's so fine, defensive cool. of it. I know, it's great. It's a very good gag. <laughs> it's a well written thing. Gag. I did like this. Yeah. <laughs> But so, yeah, so they travel back in time, and Chester's just like, oh, no, my clothes are gone. Uh, did I do that? <laughs> uh, and then they're like, never fear, nerd. We've got you covered. And then they pull out, like, a wardrobe bag and hand him some clothes, which, okay, first of all, you know these people, Chester. You should recognize their voices. They are doing... I get that the goggles cover their face, but, like... You know them. You know as, what their voices sound as like. As disguises go, this is actually pretty decent. Like, you can't really tell who they are when they have, like, the, their whole face is covered. They got goggles on. 
I mean, yeah, the voices, I yeah. guess, but I've seen worse. Like fucking Yeah, you're not wrong. I have seen worse. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. Arrow with his like domino mask on and like it doesn't cover anything. Like, uh. Yeah, and like fucking like <laughs> yeah. Hillary Duff in a Cinderella story where she's wearing like a tiny little strip mask across her eyes and Chad Michael Murray doesn't know who she is. Even though she, she waited his table like 12 hours earlier. Um, we should probably bonus episode that at some point. But no, I Emily is right. I have seen a lot worse than this Yeah, costume. no, it's not bad. <laughs> so, but yeah, you're right. I'm not saying, they do a good job hiding the face. I'm just saying the voice is the giveaway as will happen later. Spoiler. Why don't you do Batman voices? Like, hey nerd! <laughs> Call you these outfits. <laughs> or just let Zeke talk, because he doesn't know who Zeke is. Like, I guess. But so they, he walks out um, into the hallway and like, um, he looks like... He looks fly. <laughs> he doesn't. Was this like 2008 considered fly? Because it looked I like think they grabbed so. random things out of a costume bin. I was like, what's going on? I'm going to make a hell of a poll. If you ever watched the classic Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide... And the scenes where Cookie puts on his, like, rap outfit and goes by P-Cookie, that is basically the outfit we're dealing with. Oh it is, like, a tracksuit with a jacket and, like, chains, and he's like, ah, you can keep those, guys. I got a new wardrobe. And just walk away, and all the bullies are like, what? Where do you get those clothes? He looks cool. Yeah. And then... These bullies are very easily won over, by the way. I yeah. love the payoff of this later, but we'll get to that, but I love it. So, and then what happens next is... The Minutemen just kind of appear in the locker room, so we can assume there's an alternate entrance to the locker room, but then they walk out into the hallway and just run through the halls. They don't try not to be seen, which I thought is so yeah. interesting. Yeah, no, they totally could not have been, could have gone under the radar in this one, but they just run through the school and everyone's like, whoa, who are those snowsuit guys? And then they knock over the vice principal's diorama of the school and that earns him their ire and it will, his ire, and it'll become his mission for the rest of the film to find out who the snowsuit guys are. Yeah. Um, and so, so then it cuts back and to them exiting the time portal and she's like, oh, did you do it? Did it work? And then they're like, yeah, we did it. Minutemen for the win. And then we cut to a scene at the Burger Hour, which is also the name of my new podcast where I review ha- fast food sandwiches. Uh, <laughs> That's but too close to Burgers at Pops, Lucas. I'm sorry. Well, it, was, it, was, it was a joke. But so they, the Burger Hour is like a restaurant, and this is where Eugene comes in, and Jocelyn um, is there, and she plays a prank on Eugene, kind of, because she's, like, flirting with him, like, can't you just bring the food to my table? Felt so bad for Eugene oh, here. God. This was sad. <laughs> I felt really bad. This it was is. so mean. This was arguably probably the meanest thing. Like, it was really, like, he, he could have been killed. Yeah, uh, it's not great. But also, Derek's there, Fucking and he's Derek doing... with his slanted-ass <laughs> smile, oh, his stupid this, hair. Dude. His haircut is awful. His haircut is so bad. And he, he is his... sitting right next to Stephanie, so, and he is giving her the most... He also, is at a hard midnight also, the entire <laughs> time. He goes from 6 to midnight the minute she sits down, and also, is there the whole movie, the I, whole time. Something about... I don't know what they did to Derek. Like they, Jason Dolly had like braces and a backwards cap. Chelsea had pigtails and then now has like a perfect blowout. I don't know what they did to Derek to change him from freshman year Derek to senior year Derek, but I literally thought they switched actors. He looks so whack as like in senior year. I think it's like they gave him a different haircut or like started pushing his yeah. hair upward or something. But I was like, he looks terrible. Like, he does. His he, face is not symmetrical. His smile is slanted. Like, he looks incredibly whack. I mean, like, I didn't notice it in the first scene. They changed something about him that like really changed his entire vibe. His hair was like flat in the beginning. And I yes. honestly thought he was like, I'm like, oh, 
He's kind of cute. cute when I first I saw him, too. and then, and now he's just like a douche nozzle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the basic prank of that Jocelyn's pulling on Eugene is that there's a wet for no reason. It. Yeah, it's no, just to be mean, just, just to, to be, be an mean. asshole. <laughs> and she moves the wet floor sign so he doesn't see that the floor is wet. He slips. He gets food all over himself. And that was a lot of mayonnaise. It's a lot of mayonnaise. I don't know why they it need is. that much mayonnaise. <laughs> it's a lot of mayo. Um, and also, but my question is, like, there's no reason to do this to him other than to make fun of him. And also, you don't get the food you just paid for. Like, I don't understand your game here, Jocelyn, you horrible bitch. But... Yeah, your food's also destroyed. Don't you want your burgers? Yeah, and but, uh, Zeke is in the background. He sees this, and he's like, I've got the Minutemen. I need to ride again. And then it just, like, immediately cuts to them. They, we don't even get a time travel. I, I want to mention, too, that there's a there's part where the, after the guy falls, one guy's like, Haha, Eugene, because that plays off later yes. when they fix it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yes, so then the Minutemen run up and stop him right as he's about to slip. But, okay, the weirdest thing happens. And so they stop him as he's about to fall down, and they just kind of shove him. And then all of a sudden, a mop comes out of goddamn nowhere. It is nowhere in the vicinity of any of the shots. It's not in any of the shots. And I went back and looked at it. It's just laid, like, someone forgot to put the shot with the mop in or something, and they just, like, CGI'd a mop handle over one of the shots. And then as he, he still falls down, but but one of the Minutemen grabs the tray, sets it on the table. But then like, as he's falling down, he knocks the mop over onto the table of the mean girls and they get covered in mop water and everything's the most hilarious thing. But the mop comes out of literally nowhere. It's the most (laughs) insane thing. Don't question it. I felt real bad about that food, to be honest. The girls, I'm glad they got splashed with that food. Like It was waste. It was a waste. Yeah. It was a very much waste. And then one of the and the guy, same guy who was like, "Way to go, uh, Eugene, you suck." In this one, he's like, "Way to go, Eugene, yeah. great goof, yeah. I guess." But then he also says, "Whoa, deja vu," which that's not how deja vu works. <laughs> this is not; these events are not happening again. This is the first time. Well, for no, you. It, 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 it's like hinting that that one kid has got like the sixth sense where you can tell when the timeline's been changed. Yes, <laughs> but it never pays off to anything. It's just okay. That kid's. That kid has a sixth sense, I guess. <laughs> okay, I now want to phase into the... Uh, we have another montage within, like, ten minutes of the other montage. Yes, yeah. and it's just them going through and fixing various embarrassing moments. And Set like- to an original song by Corbin Blue, of all people. That is who it is. God, okay, I also could tell that this was, without even knowing, with having no outside knowledge of this movie, having never seen it, having not remembered it be advertised on the Disney Channel, I could tell that this was the song written for the movie, the one that they, like, you know how Disney Channel, use, like, they make music videos out of the movies and, like, mm-hmm. play them on TV? And I was like, this Run It Back Again song is without a doubt the song for yes. this movie. Where it's like, fix it up, run it back, na 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 And I couldn't, I didn't, I was like, who's singing it? I couldn't figure it's it out what star they pawned off to sing it, but because- Blue Tracks, there we go. Yeah, because Disney always needs to make some, make them get as much money out of a person as they can. They always try to get them a singing career. Oh, always. And sometimes that doesn't work. They auto-tune everyone to sing. It's fantastic. Uh, listeners, you will recognize it because it's our interstitial music you heard it a while ago. Anyway. Yeah, I also ahead. like the scene where the vice principal is, like, accusing the ski club. Oh, first. yes. Yeah, that the was great. Club. That was and then it's like, snow ski club is cleared. And I want to say about this montage, like... Uh, this is this really endeared me to the movie because like it's 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 essentially a superhero story, but like yeah, they're just helping people. Like they aren't like fighting <laughs> crime; they're just making people's lives better. And that just was like really nice. Like I don't know if you guys have seen like Kick Ass, which I don't like that mm-hmm. movie, 
But the one part I did like is at the beginning when he's just trying to save cats from trees and, like, generally oh, help yeah. people. Like, I thought that was really, like, sweet well, and heartwarming. And they do it here, and it's I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I really like about this movie is that it's a time travel movie, but it doesn't follow the time travel shtick. It's more of a superhero yeah. movie, which I wasn't expecting. And I like that a lot. Yeah. It. Mm-hmm. It's that you're, you're not wrong. It's definitely an interesting take on it. And I do, again, like, the fact that they... And throughout this montage... Uh, everyone has come to know them as just the snowsuit guys. <laughs> yeah, that, but, yes, much to much to Virgil's chagrin. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a pretty good goof. Um, but yeah, and so the ski club gets cleared of it. It's a, also a pretty decent goof. And we also see that someone's following them, or at least several. Yeah. Oh, yes, the yeah, FBI is, is on their case already. Yeah, some some suits are following each of the boys individually, which will come up later. But thank you, I almost skipped over that. So they basically like this kind of the scene where we kind of get the idea that. The fact that they've done this for the nerdy population has kind of made the nerds kind of jerks in a way. Like Eugene is now hanging with a group of people and he kind of blows Virgil off. And Chester is like, am I an icon? <laughs> well, who else are kids going to look up to? <laughs> One joke I did like with when, when, when Eugene's like talking about how he knows the snowsuit guys. And then like Virgil's like, yeah, I think I think the medium sized ones are cool. Yes, I wrote that yeah, down. That's a good, that's a good I piece. wrote that down. I was like, that was another moment when I genuinely laughed. He's like, that medium guy seems to be like totally charming and like kind of fun. I thought that was good. <laughs> the medium. That's it's true. They're, they're like a line. They're like, like a, a line. They're, they are very different heights, all of them. So I did like that. <laughs> um, and then so he goes to talk to Stephanie, and Stephanie's like, oh my god, Virgil, you won't believe. It. She's also wearing a snowsuit guy t-shirt. Like t-shirt. Merch. Someone made merch already. <laughs> They all, a lot of people wear them. Who's yeah, making money from free. that? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> but so they, uh, she's like, oh my gosh, you won't believe it. I got upsected to this college that doesn't exist. I don't remember that what it is. That doesn't exist. And also on a cheerleading scholarship. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you, Emma, is that a thing? You're a che- okay. I know cheerleading. I cheerlead, cheerlead my whole life. Um, there are some schools that offer like really competitive cheerleading schools in the South, like University of like Kentucky do have scholarships um like maybe like even a full ride for some people but this is not a common thing that would be okay. occurring especially in california as i think we're supposed to believe this is in california yes it feels like california they say california what they say california. Okay. it's not the but, deep south it doesn't exist so yeah basically. yeah i because like i was on the fence about it because like i know from you that cheerleading absolutely takes a lot of dedication a lot of work and yeah it's a should sport. Be a sport it's a performative it a sport. sport but i also sport. from what we're looking at competitive cheerleading is and i don't think from what i'm looking at of her being on the sidelines that she's their competitive cheerleading i think she's sideline cheerleading is what we're supposed to believe sure um but you know what cheerleading scholarships do exist and maybe at this fictional college they're very competitive and that's but she's also why not gonna be an architect i don't i i'm all in the woods with chelsea's life and what she cares about. yeah it does it's she needs this cheerleading scholarship to be an architect i'm assuming is what we're supposed to believe i guess and so she's like i gotta work super hard on my pyramids or whatever but so then she's like okay i'm gonna go tell Derek, and i was like you told this guy before your boyfriend what um but so she runs off and then they go and sit down and are eating lunch. And then Charlie just has a freak out because he's like, listen, we need to stop time traveling. And they're like, why? And it's like, I, we, because I'm, we could go to jail. And they never, he doesn't say this, but it's assumed that he is aware that people are, have been tailing them. They're all aware that people are tailing them, no? No, they're, no, they never say that. They never say, like, I've someone's watching me. They never say that. It's just it's kind of assumed. And Charlie's like, because it, one of the components I needed for the time machine was I had to I was doing some internet stuff and Zeke's just like you were hacking you hacked into something he's like yeah 
I hacked into NASA, and then they just yell, "You stole from NASA!" And then everyone in the lunchroom looks at them, um, and then they're, and then he explains, "Look, look, it was a discontinued project from the '60s. I, no one touched the files. We're probably fine, but I can't confirm that." So this is where we do realize that, like, what they're doing is like illegal. Like, this is this is another reason that we should not be telling anyone what's going on because, like, they are committing a crime. Very much so. Um, so with, from that conversation, they agree we need to stop time traveling. That's the, the we we're too much on the map. We need to stop time traveling. But then Virgil comes to school the next day. Stephanie broke her leg after falling off a pyramid, and this means she'll never get that cheerleading scholarship she so desperately needs. And he's like, "We have to go back, okay, and fix it." And Charlie's a little bit like doesn't want to do it because of what he said before. But like this is yeah. honestly probably the most important rescue they do because the other ones are like embarrassing and shitty. But this is her she whole life. Literally, yeah, well, yeah, and she also broke her leg. Like it's a pretty. Yeah. It's an injury. Like, something serious yeah, happened deal. from this. Yes. Um, and so they... He convinces them, we gotta do this. It's a, it's the right thing to do. And then they're like, okay, fine. But this should be the last one for a while. Yeah. So they get it all set up. And Jeanette, like, uh, waves them off as they go. Again, she's the best. And uh, <laughs> they go. And then they're, like, staking out where the pyramid is happening. And they're like, okay, how should we do this? Like, well, we should be get in there. We should be discreet. But at the same time, we just need to be really effective. And they're talking. And then Zeke just goes and steals a goddamn platform truck. Uh, well, not like a truck. It's like a, it's like like a, a cart. golf cart kind of thing with like Something a flatbed in the back. you to carry like equipment on a football field. Yeah, yeah. He goes and steals that. And they're just like, okay, I guess he got like half of what we said. And then they just all hop on and they ride. And they're being chased by security. And they go out onto the field. And then right... And like... My thought here was that they were going to stand on the platform and, like, push her back from falling. But no. No. Jason, Jason Dolly jumps out of the thing and then catches her with her, his bare hands. Oh, yes. Which I'm pretty sure, pretty sure one of them would be injured in that scenario. Um, and then <laughs> she's just like, whoa, you're the, one of the snowsuit guys. Thank you so much. And then he just goes... Get out. And this immediately turns around Why? to the idea that this is Virgil. Is that, he never says that in the other Yes, he did. He did. That's, Earlier he when, did? when when she he, she was like, I got, like, I'm going to this college. He's like, get out. Oh, like, you're right. You're well, right, right. well, I don't know. I feel like that's not but meant it, to be as much of an like, indicator. I just wish it should, okay. it should have been something a little bit weirder, like more of a telltale Virgil thing. It but should have been one of his quips. I did, Listen. I did, it's so how, how, how I... How I feel about it is less that back then him saying it made sense. And here it's like, she just caught her and she's like, oh my God. He's like, get out. Like he's telling her to get off of him or something. Like it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. fit at all. It's not it's <laughs> The way he says it too. It's like, get the fuck off of me. Yeah. It's, so, it's like, get out. I, I thought, I, I had to reround it because I thought he, I, because I thought he said, get off. And I was like, Jesus, I thought you had a crush on her. Like, <laughs> but like, so. Yeah, and but the thing is, she could have recognized him from the voice. He could have said one of his trademark quips that made her be like Virgil. He doesn't have any trademark quips. That's the problem right now. <laughs> he doesn't have a single trademark quip. If he would have talked about being a game show host, maybe. I... Maybe if he said Scorch. <laughs> yeah, or something. That would have worked. But so he gets he runs he gets her off of him and runs because they're being chased by security again and hops back on the platform truck and everyone's like clapping like yeah snowsuit guys and Virgil's just like enough and he goes we're called the minute man and like he finally understands the importance <laughs> he, of building he also high fives Derek as they're driving by he does do that yeah because he doesn't realize he's how terrible of a person he is and so then they cuts to like the next day and Charlie instead of being so they kind of come up with multiple reasons for Charlie to say we need to stop time traveling. First, it's we're being hunted by the FBI. Then it's 
um, we're causing things to happen that never would have happened otherwise, which is not important to the movie whatsoever. This never comes up again, really. After that scene, we get to Chester, who's like bullying the old bullies, and it's kind of funny and like yeah. it's it's like chester's a huge dick and i don't sympathize with him anymore but it's kind of funny how the bullies are like come on stop <laughs> but like that's what instigates the idea that like we're causing things to happen that shouldn't be happening like we're having we don't know the kind of effects our time travel is having essentially which kind of comes up again but not really and so then it cuts to stephanie confronts Virgil about the fact that he is one of the snowsuit guys and at first he's like no that's ridiculous but she's like no I know it was you and I know you guys are and she psychic. says psychic and he says time travel and then she's like whoa, whoa, whoa you said time travel and he's like oh psychic yeah we're <laughs> it's very good yeah so but, but then so she's just like she knows he's one of the snowsuit guys and he's like okay but you gotta keep it on the DL right and then it cuts to them at a football game and this is like the state football game. It's like a championship. It's a big deal. Coach's whole life is riding on this game, according yes. to him. Yeah, he mentions it. He said, my son's out there, and he's going to, like, die or something. That's his father. That's it. And the reason, the reason they give for them being there is that, like, oh, we're, everyone always, someone always embarrasses themselves at one of these football games. And Which I was, was like, okay, I thought you... That was a stretch. Yeah, but also I was like, I thought you guys were on hiatus from time travel stuff, but whatever. I think the whole reason he's actually there is to cheer on, like, his old friends, like, on the DL, but... Yeah, maybe that's not bad. That's a pretty good idea. And so uh, they're like eight seconds and they need to score a touchdown in like the last like six seconds or whatever. And the coach gives that whole emotional speech like, my son's at home and he knows that this is what's going to make it for his daddy. He needs him to bring that gold home. And then, spoiler alert, Derek the dick completely boffs it and fucks up because... Because Urkel got in trouble earlier for bullying the uh, b- bullies. Because now and the vice dis- principal's going to discipline because he's like, whoa, 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 you're jumping your social status here, kid. Come with me. You can't be doing this. That was so fucked up! Yeah. It's really, yeah. It's, yeah, it is. It's, he's finally it's very messed up. now. So, he's, so he is in just his underwear, and he's streaking down the field. He's like, down with Tolkien, who's the vice principal. And he's like, down with Tolkien, and everyone's like laughing at him. And then this distracts Derek, and he tackle, gets tackled, and he's fumbles he the ball. And they lose the state championship, and he is distraught. And then everyone's just like, "Eh." have an idea. Oh, also, sorry, real quick. Jeanette is talking to Charlie here, and she says that most people think I'm I'm spuddy, which is a combination of spunky and nutty, and she is, and it's wonderful, and she's the best. I love her. (laughs) I'm in love with you and Jeanette. So anyway, I thought that, like, she... This is what made me really not like this character for a second, because I thought she was going to go to Jason, to Virgil, and be like, uh, you need to help Derek. Like, you know, like, I know you can time travel. Like, this meant a lot. But she fully rats out Virgil for being a time traveler to Derek. And then they both go yeah. to him. And I was like, he specifically was... told you not to tell anyone. And then she's like, yeah, this was kind of a big deal for Derek. Like, can you please fix it? And I was like, maybe he would have if he wouldn't have broken the secret to this douche. Like, I, yeah. I was really mad at her for that. Like, come on. Totally. Like, yeah, no, it's not, it's not a good move. You. He still could have helped you. Why did Derek need to know? Yes, but uh, what I mean, the point is that she's like, I need you to fix it so Derek, we won the state. It's very important to Derek. And he doesn't want to do it for obvious reasons because Derek is an asshole. And he's like, listen, if we... Basically, the subtext is like, if you do this, we'll be cool again and you could be popular. And that's all uh, Virgil wants in life. So he's like, it'll be a tough sell to the guys, but I think we can do it. And then he, there is a tough sell, but he basically convinces them to do it because it wouldn't have happened without Chester and Chester now being an, an ass is their fault anyway. Yes, he says they need to clean up their own mess. But also the thing is that Charlie says... 
I've been examining the space-time continuum. I'm worried we might be damaging it. Um, and so we need to stop time traveling. Because he basically says, if we keep time traveling, we could destroy the space-time continuum and the entire world. And Virgil's like, okay, so well, let's do more so time travel. And then Charlie's, and then Charlie's like, all right, let's do more time travel. Let's keep doing that. Like, if you, if we were time travel, if I was a time traveler, and like, for someone told me there was like a 0.2% chance that whenever I time traveled, I would destroy the earth. I would stop time traveling because that's some high stakes. Yeah, that he wants to go to parties. So that is true. <laughs> um, and so then they go into the time machine, and then well, this is the scene where the newspaper changes because it just we don't actually see them stop the uh, Trent Chester from streaking. It's just, it just Jeanette happens. sitting at the. I did at the kind of appreciate the that that they started to just kind of gloss over Same. the stuff because we need to see them stop it. Mm-hmm. I, I believe yeah. that it's happening. Yeah, but again, the newspaper's thing is very problematic for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But, but you, we also see that Virgil takes a tape of the original Fumble yes. back in time with him so that it still exists in the new alternate universe of them winning. Yeah. Yes, and then he shows that to Stephanie and Derek, and they're like, whoa, so in this in the original timeline, I lost the game, and then we asked you to help, and then you did. And I guess Virgil could have there just not told Derek. Yeah, true. This is his own fucking bed. He now. Well, yeah, because... Also, Derek says he wants to tell everyone, and they're both like, no, 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 you super can't do that. That's a very bad Which idea. I told you what Derek was going to do, because he was a selfish mm-hmm. asshole this entire movie. Yup, yup. And so then he's like, oh, well, thank you so much, dude. Uh, you know, we're having a party tonight, you should totally come over. And he's like, oh, well, I made plans with Charlie already. The Weather Channel is listing the top ten hailstorms of all time. <laughs> Which, okay, like... And then he's like, wow, that sounds lame. You know what? I'm going to do your thing. And then does, does not tell Charlie. He doesn't tell him that he's not coming. And yeah. also, I think, I don't know if you mentioned it or not, but Charlie is Derek's neighbor. So literally, he, he could have just stuck his head. He sees him and he could have just stuck his head out of the window. He's like, yo, Charlie, I'm busy right now. I'll get you later or something. Like, he just he, doesn't tell him. In he he could have gone over to Charlie's house, like, just before the party and been like, yo, dude, I'm sorry. But this is... Uh, this is also one of Emma's favorite tropes, the 2000s style teenage non-alcoholic party. Yes. Which is, oh, yeah. Where they're just, I like, their, like I their cups. Really, like, kind of, like, vibing around, holding funky cups, which they're, like, drinking pop out of, but, like, no one's really dancing, but it, there's, like, music playing. It's, like, one of the most awkward scenes in all these movies. Also, yeah, so Charlie sees him through the window getting down with his bad self, Virgil. And he's doing, like, the stanky leg and, like, all these crazy dance moves. And then it cuts to them the next day, and they're on the phone, and Virgil's just like, dude, I'm really, really sorry. I should have canceled. I'm really, I I apologize. He's just like, it's okay. I forgive you. Like, it's not a big deal. Uh, But then Stephanie calls him, and he's like, okay, hang on. I'll call you right back. And then, like, or he says, stay on hold. I'll be right back. I'm just going to deal with this. And Stephanie's like, Virgil, I need you. And she's crying and sad. And then he just throws the phone away and runs to her. And then he climbs up her balcony for no reason. Yeah, that, yeah. that made no I sense. I also thought that was taking place at night, and then he climbs up her balcony in the day. And I was like, it's daytime? It was daytime the whole time. Yes. Yeah, I didn't, I missed that. So then he's like, basically she got confirmation that Derek is cheating on jo- on her with Jocelyn. <sighs> she walked in on them, correct? She, she saw them, ki- I think she said, she, I don't know if she walked in, but she saw them like kissing. making out yeah. through a window or whatever. But I don't know if she walked, literally walked in. But she's like, so... Uh, yeah, that happened. And then he's like, oh, man, that sucks. I don't know what to say. And then there's another surprisingly good gag. Yeah. Like, I know how much you like pistachios, but in my haste, I grabbed <laughs> some pasta shells. And she's just like, 
well, I mean, do, do, do you have any marinara sauce? And then he's like, oh, well, I can go... Oh, you're, you're messing with me. Again, I like <laughs> it that. Was it was not bad. And so then Derek calls, and she's like, I need to talk... I'm going to talk with him about it. And at first I was like, Steph, don't, don't let that man hurt you again. Like, don't go back to him. And then she's like, I need to end it once for all. And I was like, good for you, girl. Cut him out of your life. Be done with that boy. And she does. So. I knew exactly what was going to happen here, and it still made me mad when it happened. But not only does he, like, have the audacity... When he tells, like, Virgil to stop him, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say stop him. He's like, can you stop her from walking in on me kissing her? Yes! He doesn't say, can you stop me yep. from kissing her? And then why doesn't Virgil just, like, have, like, fireworks go off right there and be like, dude, you're a fucking douchebag. Why is he, <laughs> this is his best friend who he's supposedly in love with. And, like, he is, you know, running to her side to help her. And he's literally like, help me pull the wool over her eyes continually. Yep. I just want to not get caught why at that point would Jason Dolly Virgil not be like, go fuck yourself? Like he doesn't even hide no. the fact that he doesn't want. He, he just doesn't want to get caught. He's like he's not. He's not upset that he cheated on her. He's upset that he, he got, got caught. caught. And and like yeah. I, I can kind of see if like Virgil's motivation here is that like Derek's my friend, at least he was, and like Stephanie's sad now. So if I can prevent them from like from her getting sad, that's cool. But that's, like, not what's happening. It's clear that he's a douchebag, and it's gonna happen later, sooner or later, so don't yep. fucking help him. Virgil, like, <laughs> considers it, too. I was like, what the hell? I, it was so out of character. It was, like, weird writing, where I was like, well, I guess, like, you are supposed to think that he really does, like, miss this friendship with Derek and, like, want to be yeah. cool, but, like, at this point, wouldn't him wanting to be with Chelsea override that? I don't know. Okay, so so on as Virgil's walking home from uh, Stephanie's house, he gets straight up kidnapped by the FBI. The FBI and like full on like thrown into a van. Mm -hmm. But they do say, did you hear them say, "Put on your seatbelt"? Yeah, they do say that. Like, yeah, it's Disney, and they can't have him flailing around in the back of that van. They have to tell him to put on his seatbelt. Uh huh. So they pull pull him into this warehouse full of just the people doing vague things and he's like listen you've got the wrong guy but if you want i'll give you the names of the other two and then they sit him down and then zeke and charlie are sitting there and it's just like i was i was gonna give him fake names it's totally it's fine we're gonna write you guys out no yeah and then like the fbi agent comes out and he's like listen we basically know everything that you've been up to but they don't admit it and so and then like we we researched the government research time travel back in the 60s. Nothing came of it until somebody hacked him. But we trace it to your school. We know it's you three. Bada bada ba. And then Virgil's just like, and then Charlie they almost breaks. Out. They do because Virgil's like, listen, if you're not charging us with anything, you have to let us go. So the whole scene is kind of pointless. It sets up that like Charlie knows where to go for help. Yeah, yeah that's true. Help. That's very that's very true. Um, and so they walk out and then. They see this kind of a conversation between the three of them where like this is this where like the rip starts because like they like, I don't know but like they, there's they get pissed at, at uh, Virgil Virgil because he's like been hanging with the cool kids or whatever and he is absolutely being a dick to the both of them he's like Charlie yeah. just go home to your lab test tubes or whatever and then Zeke's like. And he's like, Zeke, we you should be thankful. We gave you a life. And then he's like, I've always been better on my own. Yeah, this is what I'm talking about. It's like a rift now. Like the, the Minutemen yeah. break apart. That's what I'm saying. I thought you meant the literal rift in time that almost no. kills everybody. <laughs> I meant the rift in friendship, Luke. Right, yeah. Mirrors the rift in time. It's a metaphor. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and we did see a cute scene where like these two girls like, approach Zeke and they're like, um, you look kind of like unapproachable and scary. So can we sit with you? Yeah, it's like these <laughs> girls now. It's like cute. It's pretty I, cute. Minutemen has changed for the better. Zeke is he's good. He's getting ass left and right because he's oh, always. 
Literally, because he's got a girl on his left, left and a girl on his right. right. <laughs> so Charlie says... Charlie is running a test on the thing. And basically, let's not get too caught up in this. I really... We don't have time for it. But basically, he runs a test. Janine comes over and... Jeanette, on his bed. don't we get her goddamn name wrong. She's a beautiful yeah, queen. Respect her. Weird. Um, yeah, but the age difference is still up in here. It's a little weird. She basically breaks into his house, is sitting on his bed, and they look at his computer screensaver that is supposed to be the time travel simulation. It's blinking red. Things are bad. Charlie realizes that they have created a black hole. Mm -hmm. And everybody is in danger of dying. The world is going to end. Yeah, and he goes back to the feds and tells yes. them all this. He too. runs to them. He's like, listen, I know we messed up. You're 100% right. We we screwed up, but we need to work on fixing it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we know all this already. Here are the two scientists that were tracking you earlier. They're on top of it. And then he's like, no, 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 no the black hole. And he's like, there's no such, we're not, there's no black hole. And he's like, just pulls out papers. And he's like, I see like seven mistakes you guys made. And they're like, whoops, okay, well, what do we do? <laughs> and they so call him he's Sir. <laughs> the yeah. ten, the fourteen year old is calling the shots. Basically, the FBI director and Charlie come to a point of realization that they have legitimately four hours to stop the end of the world. So we are on a ticking clock till the end of this movie, trying to save the world. Mm -hmm. Everyone in this movie past this point acts like they have literally all the time in the world. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> we, but we are constantly being reminded that they only have like two hours, one hour, but we still have time for like. A red carpet scene, like a stop and repeat, like yeah. six romantic conversations. I'm like, they waste so much of this valuable, precious time. Like, mm -hmm. they are playing with the entire world in their hands, it's but they true. still have time for like cutaway joke scenes, handshake. And, and apparently, Virgil had enough time to go back in time to to like rig the the dance. No, I think that was a joke. I'm pretty sure that was a joke. Was a joke or not? So after this, it cuts to the dance. Um, they talked about it earlier, but it's a, which is fifties, which is yeah, to go with the time Rock travel mode. Yeah, yeah okay. uh, guys, yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, wink, and so, wink. and you know, Virgil's there, and he and Chelsea are hanging. And this is for some reason, Virgil's decided to cut this real close with his plan to go back in time and stop Chelsea from finding Derek and uh, Jocelyn together. I don't know why he decided to make those so coincided, which is a scene we saw earlier, but we've already mentioned it. Also, him and Chelsea are named, this is some of the laziest screenwriting in Disney Channel and movable history, King and Queen of the Dance. The Dance. Not, he couldn't name the dance? Not Homecoming, not, not Prom, not, not Spring Fling, nothing. Just the dance. The dance. <laughs> it's not even the, t the 50s dance. It's just the dance. Yeah. I wrote that down. And yeah, and so funny. he says... He's surprised by this, obviously, that they both get in and they're like, he's like, don't worry, I went back in time and stuffed the ballot boxes. And she's like, but they get crowned. And then she's like, so did you really do that? And he's like, well, yeah, for you, but I didn't think anyone would vote for me. And then she goes, I would. And then they get real close to kissing. Oh, but because. See, see, so it wasn't a joke. He did do that. Well, no, I don't. Himself, well, I, guess. I, I, I still can't tell if it's a joke. I guess. I don't know. But so he... No, he straight up says he did do that because I didn't think I'd be voted. He straight up says that. Who else would vote for him? No one knows yeah. he's a time traveler at this point. No, but like, he didn't do it for himself. He, he said it, if he said he didn't do it for himself, he said he did it for her. No, he didn't well, stuff no. the ballot box for her. No. It makes sense. He stuffed it for himself. No, he says. He stuffed it for both of their names. No. <laughs> for both of their names. can't waste time on this. Okay, sorry. So, as they're about to kiss, Charlie shows up. He's like... Or no, wait. Does Charlie or Derek, Derek interrupt? Derek dragged Derek. him out of the dance. He's because he's like, hey, don't kiss my girl. He doesn't say that, but it's kind of implied. No, what he drags him out to do the time travel thing. Yes, everybody, that's the other Everyone thing. thinks because he was dancing with Stephanie that now they're going to fight. So everyone follows him out into the hallway because they're like, mm -hmm. fight, fight, yeah. fight. And he does say, like, are you trying to take my girl at one point? 
And then there's like um, an awkward pause because like, yes, he is. <laughs> and then and then Charlie runs in and he asks Chelsea where she is. Then they, they both run over to Virgil. And he's like, dude, 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 we've almost, we might be killing the entire planet. We need to go. And then there's a great, great gag where he's like, uh, the vice principal's like, what is going on here? And then the FBI agent's like, stop, FBI. And then another guy who was following them goes, stop, CIA. And then the third guy comes in and he just has like a card. He doesn't even have a badge. He goes, Bureau of Measures and Increments. And everyone look, just looks at him and Virgil just looks at him and just goes, maybe next time go first. And then, <laughs> that was, that's a great that was a good gag. gag. Um, but, but then they go down to the time machine room. But basically this now legitimizes them. The vice principal is like not trying to put them in detention for fighting. Yes. Like they are now legitimized as like time travelers. They are the only people that can save the world from this black hole that's happening because, on their football And they, they, they do explain they're like, they're the only ones who are familiar with this equipment. We don't have time to like throw train up. Yeah. Adults. No, because yet again, we only have... Three, four, two hours, but we do have time for them to put on snowsuits and walk through the hallways in slow mo yes. like celebrities. Yeah, because so, so, so they go down to the the machine and they're like trying to sort it out. It's like we got to jump into the machine, we got to jump into the black hole, go on the other side, stabilize it, and then come back through. That's all. I was yeah. so confused by this. I was so confused <laughs> yeah, and, by and how they were shutting down the black it's, hole. It's it's very it's really even when they got the other side, it's really nothing. And then they're like, again, Zeke brings the grab. He does. This is this is another this is another one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. They're both they're like deciding who should go, and Virgil's like, no, we're all gonna we're gonna do this together. Me and Charlie, he's my friend. We're gonna do this. And then Zeke's just like, you'll need me too, sir, and my hook. And it's a great line. <laughs> great line. And so then they get their they get, they get their here. they get their. Yeah, I get their reference. They get their snowsuits on. They walk down the hall. Everyone's high fiving like, yeah, save the world, save the world. They all stop to have conversations yes, with they women do. they're romantically interested in. Zeke's they two groupies stop. show up, and they like start like fawning. Does Charlie like, kiss her at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeanette, Jeanette, fourteen-year-old child yeah. kisses the high school student. Yeah. Jeanette kisses her, kisses him, and it's a big deal. Also, freaking Virgil's sister comes out of nowhere. Yeah, like, she's just, there. And then cracks a joke that was clearly for the trailer about. So you're like, trying, why was she there for the trailer? For <laughs> yeah, the trailer. why was she at a high school dance? Also, reporters that I now had time to get there. There's TV crews. Yeah, and <laughs> and then like as they're walking out he says he goes he gives a really crappy like he doesn't say like i love you or anything he's just she's just like be careful and he's like yeah okay like this yeah, it's really sucked. Like, this scene sucked i was like if yeah. you're gonna like risk the world to talk to this girl like at least give us something to write home about it was nothing yeah it was very bad and so they all just and everyone's finally chanting minute men minute men minute men yeah. and we're just like all right i guess they finally got the name right and then uh, they all jump into the portal and, like, I think they scream, like, Minutemen rule or something like that. And then they come out on the other side and they just land in, like, a park. And uh, they don't, they're don't. they like, where are we? When are we? Who cares? We need to save the thing. And uh, Charlie takes out his backpack and he just, like, starts furiously typing on things and shoots a beam into the vortex. There's also some nearby kids who are annoying and pointless. Um, and then, like, he's like, okay, the thing's stable. So now we just have to wait for it to uh, come down to the ground. We can hop back in it. And they're like, okay, cool. And, like, I was like, okay, that was easy. You think that would have been a little tougher? That's what I'm saying. This is why I was so in the woods with it. It was, like, super easy. Yeah, it was really easy. But It takes, like, five <laughs> seconds to shut it down, and all they have to do is, like, hop back in it. But yeah. then they realize that this is the day of the incident. When Virgil and Charlie got strung up on the Ram statue, and so Virgil immediately runs to the football field, and he's like, I could do it, we can stop it, like, oh, I can be popular, I can have the life I was meant to have. And then I have to give this movie credit, 
Charlie gives a really good speech here. I really About like his speech. About getting a friend. Totally. It was yeah. cute. It was very yeah. cute. He's like, it was the worst day in your life, but it was the best day in mine. It was the day when I got okay, like, my best friend. Would anybody else mind go to the fact that like, if like they did fix the incident, then Charlie and Virgil would have never become friends. The time machine probably wouldn't have yeah. been created, and like there would be no black hole, and the universe would probably be saved. Emma, we threw the idea of paradoxes out the window a long time okay, ago. Never like, mind. Oh, like yeah. I'm sorry, that, I'm sorry, but paradox is not included in this movie. Okay. But like, uh, but then so they just Zeke and Charlie just leave him with his thoughts. Like, listen, do what you got to do, but we're going you, back. But, but we're going. But we're, we need to go back to the thing because like. The portal is yeah. go, touching down, like it's going down, like the portal's in the sky and it's coming, it's like setting like the sun and they need to be at, at the portal when it, it's on the ground so they can hop through it. And there's a few times it flashes back to like the present and like everyone's standing around the portal like Why super close and close slowly backing away for no reason. I don't know, because people are idiots. idiots. I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And there's just like cops like <laughs> pushing them back. Also like, are you guys trying to go inside? Like, Very there's, stupid. There's like cops with their arms out like c- crowd controlling. I was like, if this was my ass, I would be sprinting home away from mm-hmm. the black hole. Like they are so goddamn close to it. It's Very crazy. much. Very bad. <laughs> um, but then, so then it just kind of leaves Virgil there. You don't really get what happened. But then we also see that Derek did not try to stop them. He, in fact, gave the seniors the lipstick. I don't know where he got the lipstick. Yeah. But okay. Um, he's just like, hey, guys, don't do that. Mm. Which I'm guessing, I think Emily said it earlier, might be where uh, Stephanie got the idea that he was trying yes. to stop them. But then he's like, why don't we string them up and smear this all over them and pulls lipstick out of nowhere. Hot twist. Derek was a dick all along. We all knew Oh my it. god, couldn't see that coming. Uh, he was my favorite character up to this point. Yeah, he oh, only instilled laughs and, like, faith. I just yeah, thought he was uh, great. Just um, kidding, he's such a donkey dick. And so he gets all pissed off, Virgil, and then it comes back to the two other Minutemen, and they're running, and they're like, we're never gonna make it back to the portal in time. We're stuck in the past forever. Blah. And then all of a sudden... Virgil pulls up in the rocket car. Woo! I see the eyes now. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and he's like, hey, uh, I would go back there if I were you. Some football players are really messing up these two nerds. But it's all right. You know, they're, they're friends. They'll be good. And then they're like, it's a cute, it's a cute little <laughs> moment. And then Zeke's we just like... We don't have time for cute little moments. The poor <laughs> Yeah, Zeke's just like, I would really like to not relive the past three years of my high school. And they're like, okay, they let's go. They do a handshake. And then he goes, maybe we should make up our own handshake. I'm like, yeah. you guys are about to be trapped in the past. Get in the car and go. But he, he does get the he does get the scorch right. He does get scorch right. do his handshake. But, but so then they, then they get to through a whole scene where they're like driving through the town. And like... They it's they're knocking things over because the car is like out of control still kind of, um, and then like they make a wrong turn and then they're like we're never gonna make it now and then Zeke's like and finally Chekhov's grappling hook yeah and then Zeke just grab, <laughs> hooks hooks like a lamppost and they do like. Uh, also, the thank nine... God this was the one roundabout in the suburban yeah. town. They it's had a like, roundabout. It's <laughs> like, if anyone's seen the Tim Burton Batman movie when he does, like, the 90-degree turn, like, when he hits <laughs> the lamppost, like that, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then they go back, and then they drive the thing into the portal. And actually, I was wrong. This is where they scream, Minutemen rule, as they drive the rocket car we through the portal. We don't even have time for that. Like, come on. And, and, there's, and there's a part where, like, it, it shows us, like, the... Stu- the the gas and he like at near the end like floors it and I'm like why weren't you flooring yeah, it true. the whole time he's like, oh, you're like gas is baby up I'm like yeah. why would you do that from the get like you're in a t- you're in a car powered by time I guess I don't know it's very confusing but so, so then like, they come they come out and they're on the football field and they're still in their snowsuits and everything and they're like 
All right, well, where are we? Because they established with it before they jump in that, like, we might not come out. They don't out. know when they're going to come out, yeah. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, so what's going on? And then they get yelled at by the coach, whatever. But then it cuts to the library, and we discover that they've gone back to the first day they went time traveling. Although, here's the thing, though. A, it probably should have gone back to when the cat got thrown into the time machine, because that was the first time the time machine got used. B... Um, this was like a month ago, at least. So they have to relive a month of their lives. Yeah, I thought that still they sucked. Do. I was like, this still kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. Like, it's kind of a sucky ending in that regard. But then, like, they go into the library, and uh, jo- Derek is talking to Stephanie, being like, no, Jocelyn's just teaching me French, blah, 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 blah. And then he walks away, and then he's like... He, like, bumps into Virgil. Yeah. And is, a, is a dick. Yeah, he's obviously... And then he's like, oh, hey, by the way, Derek, have fun with Jocelyn. He just looked like glares at him. He's like, what? And he's like, well, I figured you two would have a good time together because you're both so good with lipstick, which, I mean, I guess, but would that line would make more sense if she was putting on lipstick instead of nail polish in that one I scene? I guess we're just supposed to think she's like a girly girl. Yeah, like, but I don't I'm know. Just, but it's, it was saying. still a stretch. It was a stretch. And then he's just like, yeah. and then Derek immediately knows what he's talking about, even though that was three years ago. Oh yeah, um, immediately. like immediately. Like, and he's just like, whatever. You were always gonna be a loser, Virgil. And then God, he's like, fuck Derek. I seriously, Derek is the worst. He was such an asshole. <laughs> Usually, they have these villains like make a change of, have a change of heart, like get get what's coming to them. This guy is just a fucking dick to the end. And then he's like, and you were always gonna be a jerk the whole time. And then they walk off, and, the, and then and then they have Virgil and Stephanie have a really lame like confession of feelings to each other. I don't know what. Yeah, the deal and I was is. saying like on on the break, the Lucas said it's not really earned because like before there was a build up to like them like becoming friends again, so and then slowly hanging out more, and then you know yeah. confession of feelings. Well, this is just like. We haven't talked in three years. I love you. You're Let's right. Date. Pretty and much. And she's like, okay. Yeah, I, I, I agree with She's that. like, I'll leave my garbage why. boyfriend for you. But I did like that they didn't, I like the choice that like they didn't have to like have her find out about Derek to like Virgil. It's like mm-hmm. she always no, did like true. Virgil like underneath. Well, we knew like, that because of all the like, full, the glances that she gave him where she was clearly Yeah, there were many glances in this movie. Between Jocelyn and Derek, between <laughs> Chelsea and Derek, between Chelsea and Virgil. Between Charlie and jo- like, there was many glances. Oh, also but- good, good, good point. Jeanette comes in, and then uh, yeah. she's, like, she's like, "Hey, I'm also Zeke." Looks at the girls that he dates later. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" And so he's be into him though. They're still into him. Yeah, they 100%. are. But I mean, he's still Zeke, yeah. baby. Uh, but then he, Jeanette's like, "Hey, hey, Puffin, what's going on?" And he's like, "Nothing, pumpkin." And then he plants one she's right there. on her. And then she likes like ah, and then walks away. And then he's like, "Dude, you guys never kissed the other time." And he's like, "Oh, oh no!" And then she like smiles and she walked away because I was kind of like, "Oh yeah," because she liked him from the beginning. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. So, like, it, <laughs> so it's not terribly weird, but I was just kind of like, "Okay." But then yeah, then they have their confession moment, their bad confession moment, where he doesn't even say like, "I've always liked you." He just says like, "I think you're really great." And she's like, "I think for you," or like, "I think you're great." Yeah, I think you're great. That's what they say. And then Charlie runs up. He's like, Virgil, Virgil, Virgil. What do you think about teleportation? It's a brand new paradigm. And then he and Zeke just like drag Charlie away. He's rambling. There's a great line where Charlie's like, Stephanie, talk to him. He likes you. He'll listen to you. And it's just like crazy over the top and ridiculous. And that's kind of... Back to his old hijinks. Although, 
Although we should mention there is an extended <laughs> ending, which is just Charlie made a clone of himself. It's entirely pointless. It's, it's pointless. pointless. Like, yeah. I, it's That's not honest at all. I didn't watch yeah. it. I don't want to talk about it. Let's go. It's it doesn't stupid. add it's any like get a clue alternate ending. It's pointless. Oh, God. Um, so right. that was Minutemen. Uh, I gotta say, this one's honestly just good. It's a good I time. I liked it. I enjoyed it's it. It's just a good movie, I yeah. I enjoyed myself the entire ride. I thought it was fantastic. It was, yeah, it's, it's definitely a ride, yeah. but I mean, like, it's pretty well acted. The, it's got a pretty good idea. Like, the dialogue can be a little weird, but it's pretty well written, It I was an say. inventive plot. Yeah. In a, in a world of predictable plots, I thought it was inventive and different. It honestly kind of makes it a weird thing to rank, because, like, there's you try to hit that dichotomy of, like, so, like, bad but still good, or just straight bad and then, like, normal good. But this is a lot of normal good. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I feel like a lot of other ones would be like, oh, it's good for a Disney Channel movie. It's, it's a pretty good, good it. movie. It's a pretty good TV movie. <laughs> like... Ignore yeah, the Disney bit. Channel thing. I mean, like, <laughs> it's not bad. It's like a fun little movie for kids, and it's still kind of enjoyable. Like, it holds up. Like, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Like, going from Halloween Town to then watching this, it was, like, a huge... Like, I liked Halloween Town for sure. This well, yeah, like, this is... jumping quality. Again, it is, like, way later on. Yeah, they didn't feel like they were the same... Yeah. But, uh, Emma, what, where would you rank this? And do you remember your rankings, or do you nope, have to... Nope, what are my rankings? Yeah, every, every goddamn month. Um... <laughs> Emma, Get a Clue, Halloween Town, The 13th Year, Princess Protection Program, Pixel Perfect, Johnny Snow. Okay, I know it already. I want oh, okay. this above The 13th Year. So you, this is number three for you? Yeah. That's high. That's higher than I thought. I liked thought. it. I really liked it. It cha- This is the one that I've, that I've been the most surprised by. I was really dreading this one. I mentioned this to Emily during the break, but I was kind of bummed that you liked it so much because I kind of wanted it as like a get back from Get a Clue. Because I, I, I hated Get a Clue, and it was so girly, so I was like, oh, I'm going to get her, but you liked it. it was, this is good. And I think Jason Dolly can carry a movie. I uh, he can carry a movie. I'm Because my number one, my top three is 13th Year, Kim Possible, Halloween Town. And I think I want it to be in like the top three. But it's a tricky placement with that. I think... Do I think this is better than 13th Year? It's in my top three. Yeah, well, you've yeah, you only seen three. <laughs> good, good. I, I, I it made the cut. I think, <laughs> I think I'll put it at number two. I think I'll put it right above Kim Possible, but below the 13th year. Got it. Because, I, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a close one, though. That is a close call for me. But it's a good one, guys. I suggest you check it out if you haven't before. It's a pretty fun time. Um, there, oh, there's no tagline for this one also. So, sorry to any fans <laughs> of Tag Team Taglines. That one's been gone for a while. But, I don't know, maybe the next movie next month will have a tagline. Emma, what are we watching next month? All right, so next month is June, and I'm really excited for summer, so I wanted to do something with a summer vibe to it. And I also think, as much as I love living in the past, we haven't really done anything super current, like, a.k.a. past the point of us actually watching Disney Channel, like, even out of your okay. age. I'm, I, like, people oh, are, like, currently I know where... on the Disney Channel right are you, now. Are you going to do this to me right now? Are you seriously? I think and I we gonna... haven't done a musical yet. Yeah, so you son of a bitch. I think that we need to watch Teen Beach. <laughs> oh, I hate you. That's amazing. Incredibly lazily <laughs> named movie. <laughs> Almost worse than zombies, but yeah, we're watching Teen Beach movie. Why? Why are we doing this? It's because no. It's great. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. I don't no, it's care. not that good. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Have you never seen it? Have you never? No, seen it? I never saw oh, it. I've seen it twice. <laughs> oh god. 
Emily, do you even know what we're talking about? No, uh, but it sounds it sounds like it'll be a, a fun episode to listen to you guys talk about. <laughs> my memory of my memory of Teen Beach Movie is that it looked like a really bad half-hearted High School Musical ripoff. It, it sounds like it sounds like a scary movie by the title. It's like this is a parody of Teen Beach movies, but it isn't, right? It's just played. It straight. is kind of a parody of like 1950 Teen Beach Movie. It is supposed okay. to be like a parody. But it is basically like, I mean, the execs have said this in interviews. Like They were trying to do High School Musical for a younger generation. Of course like they were. That same kind but of you thing. But can't, you can't recapture that lightning, baby. I know. Um, but all it's right. It's still a good watch. I'm excited. Okay, fine. We'll do Stupid Teen Beach Movie. Whatever. Fine. I don't care. I had such a good time this. watching this that I might watch yeah. that before listening to the episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should. Uh, but look, before we say our goodbyes, let's do some quick plugs. Um, as always, you should follow us on Twitter at DComedyPodcast um, for hot DCOM scoops for the future polls I might post about bonus episodes. And especially since I officially promised we're going to do a bonus episode, let you know when that's coming out because it will happen sometime soon. Um, but also you can always find us. I'm making another promise that by the time you listen to this, our page on AudioEntropy.com will be up. I've just been really busy lately and haven't had time to set it all the way up. <laughs> But you can find us there, and you can also find Emily there, because she's the host of... Are you just on War and Beast, or do you want anything else? I don't. I can't keep track these days. I've guessed, I've guessed it on a lot of everything, but my only podcast for now is War and Beast. I have something I'm thinking about doing. Okay, well, keep your eye out for that. And uh, War and Beast, for those of you who don't know, I think I've mentioned it before, because I guessed it on it, is where they rewatch uh, all of Beast Wars, and it's a very good time and a very good show, and you should listen to it. And you should also listen to all the other shows on the RFP Network, all of which are also very good. Um, Emily, d- did you want to plug like your Twitter, too? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm... Well, first off, my, I usually plug my uh, Tumblr first, which is my art Tumblr, uh, dangerchair.tumblr.com. And I also am uh, on Twitter at thisisemeralds, and on Instagram at thisisemerald, and I do art. Uh, actually, it's new to me now, but it's probably going to be uh, old news by the time this episode comes out. But I just did this like little uh, Billy X Trini fan comic of Power Rangers that seemed to be enjoyed by people so maybe it was very good i enjoyed it It (laughs) but uh yeah so go do all that stuff because it's all gonna be mondo cool emma what what uh, where could we find you follow me on twitter at emma stone tyler same on instagram i'm desperate for likes so come on come one come all (laughs) um that's about it Okay, um, and if you have the time or the inclination, I do ask that you rate and review us in iTunes because you can do that. Oh, and on Google Play Music if you're one of those people. Um, Basically, if you can rate us, please give us a good rating. It really helps us out a lot. Um, But, you know, no pressure. Also, we are doing, considering the audio entropy stuff with the website, some weird stuff might be happening with our RSS. So definitely follow the Twitter for updates because you might have to, like, resubscribe and unsubscribe or whatever because you know stuff with that could be tricky but just so keep an eye out for that but i will let you know i promise but um anything else anyone want to say thanks for coming on emily it was so nice yes. to have you thanks it was so great to have a guest finally yes. i loved it the drought is over <laughs> it was great to be here so thanks for having me i Thank like you that so you much. actually laugh at my jokes unlike luke's so <laughs> i laugh at some of your jokes let's not get it twisted <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I hope uh, everybody enjoyed it. And yeah, it was, it was a great time. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll see you in June. DCOMs forever. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Good morning, Magpie. Your mom let me in. It is such a nice day. You know, I was thinking, maybe we could go on a walk and talk about our future together. And then, oh, I'd like to have an orange. That way, you don't even have to have an address. And, and on the envelope, you
say, Jeanette Batalewski, Orange House. It's done. Oh, um, I'm no scientist, but that doesn't look good. We created a... Oh, uh, uh, spit it out, Rupert. Oh, my hole! That's bad, right?